0: This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network.
1: Back in double safety now, standing in tandem, starting at the 10 and out on the 5 is Walter Roan. Back on his own 3- or 4-yard line is Joe Womack, kicking for the uh, Philadelphia Bell. We're going to see who it is. They just made a change. And they cut their kicker loose last night, we have been with them uh, all year, and signed today with the National Football League uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So that was uh, Rick Zarro. And now kicking for them is a fellow who was with the Chicago Fox through their early camp, man from Indiana. With the name
0: of the water.
1: He teased the ball back up on the 30-yard line. Walter Road, as we said, the up man on that tandem eye and a half-yard line Joe Womack out of Alabama Warner approaches the ball it's an end over ender and it'll come down into the hands of uh, Walter to the 20 25 30 33. gets a block 40 43 and down at the 45-yard line Walter with fine second and third effort we head to the 45-yard line first oh, uh,
2: the uh the Philadelphia defense. Ed, is a pretty standard defense, but they they pride themselves in their defense. Led by middle linebacker Wally Dempsey, number 54 for several years in Canada, was an all-pro up in Canada. Their defensive backfield, as we pointed out, one of the top in the league, and uh, a tough one for the fire to attack. Cecil Bowens made the stop. He's a running back, playing on the specialty
1: teams. They'll run out of the pro set with wide receivers right and left. Scott topside down below Jack Dalvin. They're in a 4-3 defense, has a 5-1 look, stumbling with a ball as Carter... On a breakup in the backfield, and as he stumbled, he was pounced upon by that uh, big defensive tackle, Doug Olson. And Carter, in the very first play, stumbling over his own feet, and the ball will be put back at the 37 yard line. So a loss on the play of eight
2: yards. I'm sorry to see that happen because it, it looked like it was going to be a running fake and a pass, uh, the play action pass which is a good play to start a game, try and fool that defensive backfield. It would have been interesting to see, but unfortunately, Verge couldn't quite get back. Skip
1: Parmiter, Doug Olson, Tom Laputka, and Steinberger on the up-front positions defensively against the Chicago Fire. Same kind of a pro set left. Now they run into a 10. Oh, they switch. They'll go pro set now to a split backfield. Keller and Pinder, the running back. Straight back give to Pinder. Swings to the outside, far side, cuts over the uh, line of scrimmage, gets himself a couple of yards, but a flag on the play. It could be an illegal shift by Chicago. We'll wait and find out. Look like they set themselves for a full second after they made that shift. Bob Grant, the outside linebacker on the far side. Tom Laputka, the defensive left tackle to make the stop of the play.
2: You know, we've said it many times that, that most teams or a lot of teams will start with an off-tackle play. That's the standard starting play of a game. The reason for doing that is just to uh, to get the team to loosen up so they get rid of their jitters, and uh, that's what they ran in the second play, and, and it was a, the first play was a good example. The jitters were there, and, uh, and it was a broken play. They didn't get it off, but uh, they're now uh, discussing the The penalty or the foul with the captain of the Philadelphia Bell. And they have uh, Wally Dempsey, their defensive captain, has elected to decline the penalty. So the ball stays where it is, second down and about almost 20 yards. It was a five-yard job, so they declined the penalty and the ball
1: is nose uh, just over now, the 38-yard line. It's third and 18 is the official call. And they run it off the split backfield. Wide receiver to the far side, James. Scott down below. Jack Dalvin with 17 catches this year. Carter straight back through the split. He's getting a big rush, and he's hammered and knocked down hard. And Chicago not doing a thing right thus far. As way back now, inside the 30 and just ahead of the 25, a good rush that time from Skip Parman to the defensive end. On one side, Jeff Steinberger along with Doug Olsen. The three of the four front rush men got in there to drop Carter, who's been sacked only seven times all year.
2: No blocking on that play. The line just didn't hold them up at all. That defensive line, they aren't real big guys, but they're very active guys, hard rushers, and... Uh, they didn't stop him at all that time.
1: All right, double safety will be Maidra and Ron Shanklin, or Don Shanklin, I should say. Ron, his brother, of course, in the National Football League. Back to kick on his 15. Ramsey gets it away. It's a spiral, kind of a wobbly job, coming into the hands of Maver. Near side, 40. Up to the 45, 50. Gets a block. He's loose. 40, 45, and tackled from behind at the 23-yard line. Wow. Well, the special team's having some problems Again. Right at the start here tonight, Bob Wyatt was the man that finally made the tackle, but not before Philadelphia has got themselves an excellent field position all
2: the way down to the 23-yard line of Chicago. A 36-yard kick, but a 40-yard return. Coach Chuck Dickerson, the special team's coach, has to be tearing his hair out. That's something they worked on all week. They feel that's the reason they had a tough time last week. Okay, King Corker with that wide offense. Look at this. Slot right. Got a triple wing on the right side and a wing on
1: the left side. A solo running back, number 22. 22 in the backfield, Allen, eight train and They give it a Thompson. Tries the left side of the line. Gets down inside the 20 to the 19. And Thompson, tackle, middle of the line. And Ron Porter also. Heinrich was there. Porter was there. Sanduck was standing up and they got a whole bunch of white and red jerseys in the play.
2: But not before. The Philadelphia team picked up four yards at second and six. That's the first example of this wild offense. The Chinese fire drill. They had trips right, which you'd call three men wide to the right side, which has to confuse that defensive backfield. Boy, look at this. This is unbelievable. That's a form of the wishbone in motion now, dropping a no Corcoran
1: pitches out to that backbone the other way. That's Thompson. Inside the 15, down close to the 10, but a flag on the play. I'm telling you, folks, this is an unbelievable offense we're looking at, and we've only gotten two looks at it. They got men lined up in all kinds of weird formations,
2: but a flag on the play, and what's the call going to be? Well, that was a I don't know. I don't know what the penalty is, but that was a little bit of the old Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, putting that tight end back there in the backfield almost looks like a full T. Then that tight end will even move either to the left side or the right side. What they're doing is disguising the strong side. Now they're discussing the foul with. The defensive captain of the fire number 50 Ron Porter and they have elected to decline the penalty it appears but that doesn't seem right
1: well the referee over there is John Overby and John's making the designation to the other side of the field and we can't see what the heck he's doing now uh uh-oh
2: what happened on that play now they're giving them all abuse and ten official called the foul as an illegal receiver downfield and gave them the penalty, and, and well, the ball is
1: on the, the nine-yard line right now, and they've got that same kind of formation, Thompson off the left side, running room, down close to the one-yard line, close to the goal line, and good interior line blocking that time, Ron Porter, the linebacker, came over to make the stop, and Philadelphia's knocking at the
2: door. I wish I could figure out that penalty call, but it, it looked to me like they did. The foul was on the Philadelphia Bell. The official said illegal receiver downfield showed a decline of the penalty, which gave them a first down. I, we'll have to try and get a call on that one. That one was very confusing. Now he's got himself in a strange offense.
1: Look for him a pro set man in motion in the backfield. Claude Watts. It'll be a procedure penalty coming up against the uh, against the Philadelphia Bell. Number 30, Claude Watts, a six foot 215 pounder from Bluefield State, was in motion ahead of the snap and so it'll be a five-yard procedure penalty coming up and put the ball back close to the six-yard line boy oh boy what a start we're already now we're not even three minutes into the first quarter now Womack will come into the defensive secondary and Porter a linebacker will come up so they've got what uh, appears to be a five defensive backs in there they pull one of the linebackers up front on that defensive line you've got Mick Heinrich Chuck Bailey and Ken Sandak Linebacker's in there now. You've got Sherman Jarmone, who is in there out of Nebraska. You've got Keith Best. And let's see now. Corcoran with a ball, rolling right. Pumps once, pumps twice. Has a man in the end zone. Lets it fly, and it's incomplete. Pass intended for number 80. 86. Broken up by Joe Womack. Paul Dunn was the intended receiver. The tight end, Womack and Kuchenberg are back to make the stop, so it'll go as incomplete
2: third and on the six-yard line. I'm a little surprised to see King Corcoran even roll out the way he did. King Corcoran does not like to run. Uh, he. He's only run one time uh, in the first five games. He'd rather throw the ball. He doesn't want to run. As I say, I'm surprised to even see him roll out, which means he might be forced into running. Claude Watts and Alan Train Thompson, the
1: running backs. In the slot on the left side, Lindsey Cole. They've got a wide receiver on that far side also. They're tight on the right side. They give it now to Watts. Watts rolls left. He tucks the ball into the right arm. Heads for the corner. He's in for seven points. He beat Hal Phillips to the corner that time. And the pursuit was not in time, and so it's seven points for Philadelphia. And a rather awesome start here, and it looks like, uh, let's see, we've got uh, the trainer of the Chicago Fire coming out on the field momentarily. As you're waiting to see what's happening over here, Joe Womack on the far side ran out of bounds and hurt himself on that warning track on the far side, chasing the pursuit. He got nailed pretty good over there, Mike.
2: He looks like he's all the way into the stands. I didn't see it, but he must have actually run into the first row of seats over there on that side of the field. Well,
1: with 12.07 here in the first quarter remaining, the Philadelphia Bell, a surprise team, as Mike mentioned, a coming team, has already rung the bell of the Chicago Fire. And that one covering 23 yards in five plays. The last play is a six-yard job and they are on the board with seven the action play off the eye formation King Corcoran calls the shots pitch back to the trailing Claude Watts he turns that far corner make an eight train Thompson and he gets in the first man he beat to the corner over there was number 88 Richard Brewer and he carried number 28 Harry Howard into the corner of that end zone and so now Philadelphia leads it by a score of eight to nothing there's a time out on the field and the score Philadelphia eight Chicago nothing
3: If you want to be friends with someone, what would you do? You'd probably do many of the same things we do at Ed Panning Chevrolet in Aurora. You know, it's really a great way to do business, and friends will go a long way for each other. If you live in Cook, DuPage, Kane, Kendall, DeKalb, LaSalle, Grundy, or Will counties you may be no more than a 30-minute drive from Ed Fanning Chevrolet, one of the fastest-growing and most friendly dealerships in America. All roads lead to Ed Fanning Chevrolet in Aurora, where you'll learn why thousands of satisfied customers agree. It's good business to give Ed Fanning a try before you buy. Ed Fanning Chevrolet, just three blocks off the East-West Tollway at 1252 North Lake Street in Aurora. Open evenings and Sunday afternoon for your convenience. Ed Fatting,
0: Chevrolet.
1: So the Philadelphia Bell have scored already. They lead it 8 to nothing on a touchdown and an action point. And back in that twin safety again will be Joe Womack and Walter Rohn. Rohn stands in the 10, Womack on the goal line. Warner with a pretty good kick. The last time is getting a little help from the wind right now that is blowing from the left to right, as you look at your radio dial, and of course that means that moving back into that end zone down there will be Joe Romack. So Dodd Warner and a specialty team in there, and I'm sure that Jim Spavito is having some thoughts right now about how he can shore up this defense. Here's the kick. It's coming up a little short, but down on the 10-yard line, hauled in by Walter Rohn, 15-20. 25-30, comes to the near side with a little jitterbug step and gets to the 27-yard line. And he's tripped up at that point by Mike Riley, a linebacker out of Miami, Florida, along with George Chatlos from Michigan State. So the Fire now take over on
2: offense, and they'll see if they can generate some activity and get this thing going. I'm glad to see Joe Womack was not hurt seriously. He was the player over there in the stands or almost in the stands. I guess what he did is he hit that warning track, which is cement. And, of course, his feet out went out from under him, but he was back in on the kick return, so I guess he's all right. All right, off that split backfield, the wide receiver to the fireside, James
1: Scott, down below jack- Back They're in a 6-1 offense, what it looks like. Actually, a 4-3. Give it a Keller. Pounds in over the left side. He gets to the 30-yard line, has those feet puffing, and he's finally held to a stand-up tackle by Kirk Kroll and Wally Dempsey, the middle and right linebacker, respectively.
2: The Philadelphia offense scored that touchdown in just five plays and covered only 23 yards. The last play, of course, covering six yards with twelve oh seven left in that first quarter. All right, if we get a chance here, we'll try and set the defense for you.
1: They've got Parminter, Doug Olson Laputkin, and Steinberger in the front line. Mansfield or make that crawl, Dempsey, and Grant the linebackers. We'll talk more. Out of the split backfield now. They've got, uh, now they switch into a pro set to the near side. They got a wide receiver on the far side, Scott below, Dolbin. Spinning and turning, looked like a broken play, but he spent 360 yards and set play. Keller again over the left side and up to the 35-yard line. Well, for a moment, it looked like Carter had lost his bearing out there, but it looked like uh, the way it turned out, Mike, that that was all a part of the action. Just a little bit of
2: a different look to fool that defense. Exactly what that was. That was no more than really a quick toss where that back just takes off from his set. He's trying to get out wide as fast as he can. What we normally see, of course, is that quarterback turn around and give it the shovel lateral, but he, Verge turned around and threw it overhand like a pass, but which is nothing more than a lateral, got it out and a little bit of a gain on the play. Benny
1: Johnson, the cornerback on the near side, he's from Houston's Oilers. On the far side, Ron Maber, the strong safety is Eddie Hayes and the sweep safety is Craven. Here's a give to the uh, right side of the line. Pounding it over the right side of the line that time. And Laputka and Craven, along with Grant, made that tackle that time cutting up off the bottom of the pile was uh, Mark Keller again so they picked up a couple of yards the ball is up to the 40 or make that the 40 let's see the 38 and a half yard line
2: the fire went from their unbalanced line that they use in short yardage situations there they had only Glenn Hyde on the left side of the center and and four men to the right of the center and ran right into that power that they have on that right side 4 three defense gives it a six one look to
1: pull the linebackers up on the outside they've got an unbalanced line but they're gonna pro set to the near side in motion they give the ball to Keller comes up the middle of the line again not much running room but he makes his room and over the 40-yard line of the 42 Wally Dempsey the all-pro from Saskatchewan in the Canadian League who played 112 consecutive football games still a Canadian League football record and picking up enough yards now to move that ball close to a first down.
2: Eddie, uh, the fire is using their, their running at that defensive line. As I said, they're a very active defensive line, so they want to get them to stay at home. They're going to run right at them, and that's where they've gained some yardage. Mark Keller going up the middle. There's that 6-1 look again. The wide receiver
1: on the far side is Dolvin. Down below James Scott on the snap they go. Standing in the pocket. Pumping Watch Here's a little swing out pass to Cyril Pinder. He's up to the 50-yard line. Over the 50. Into Philadelphia territory of the 49. Give him forward progress and call it close to the 49. Kirk Kroll, who came from, of all places, slippery rock college Was a man that made the
2: tackle very quick strong young guy free agent came to camp and they turned the linebacker out of this guy the man from slippery rock was the only person out there if cyril had been able to beat him he had a long gain in front of him but slippery rock wasn't too slippery he hung on pretty good that
1: steinberger on the front side 64 250 pretty good big-sized kid mike and good good lateral pursuit all right pro set near side verge caught of the quarterback goes into murdoch the center He'll give it to the first man through. No pin to the second man. And a little crossback coming from left to right. Oh, a cheap shot in there. Cheap shot that time by Bob Grant. As he came up over the top of the pile and delivered a forearm shiver, but looked to be to the side of the head of Cyril Pinder. That's no man to mess with. He has a black belt in karate and kung fu. And maybe he was putting a little of that to work it, right there. It looked there. like he
2: was. It looked like one of those karate chops that he gave there. Of course, uh, Cyril was stood up and standing still. It was a, an unneeded shot. We've got a halftime score. Uh, the Memphis Southmen are leading the Detroit Wheels 23-7 to at halftime. Split backfield. Carter the quarterback. Wide receiver Dolben Down
1: below, they've got James Scott. He's the beauty. See if we can get him loose here tonight. Pitch back to the trailer. Pinder going the other way. Swinging high. Over the 40. Down inside the 40. Close to the 35. Maybe the 36-yard line. And the clock continues to roll. As Cyril Pinder was pumped out of bounds by Bill Craven and Wally Dempsey, that middle linebacker again, and you'll hear a lot of him tonight.
2: Great block by the 11-year veteran Steve Wright on that play. The quick toss and Steve Wright the tackle. He pulls. He has to get that corner man, which is really the only one that can be out there. And Steve absolutely buried him and opened that uh, opened the play for the big game. Let's give a few kudos
1: to Steve Wright, Mike Sickich, Guy Murdoch, Bradley, and Hyde. The interior portion, left to uh, right to left on the Chicago Fire side. As they bump that ball down with a first and ten, the ball is at the 36-yard line. They've got Keller and Pinder, the running backs. They give the ball this time to Keller. Come to the middle of the line. More running room. Getting good. Blocking up the middle behind Guy Murdoch. Inside the 35. Close to the 33-yard line. And they pick up a couple more yards, maybe four in the carry. Let's call it second and six. And Grant, that linebacker there right again.
2: Mark Keller has been able to break through that defensive line just about every time he's carried the ball. No big gains, but he's getting through that line. Of course, those linebackers are good. We mentioned Bob Grant, the, uh, the, the karate expert. and Wally Dempsey, the veteran from Canada. And Kurt Crow from Slippery Rock, three pretty good linebackers. Second and six. The ball is at the 33-yard
1: line. caught of the quarterback, with a split backfield. Down in the set formation. Snap. Fakes again, A little quick pump this way. Jennifer for James Scott. Maybe interference. I don't know. Benny Johnson is waltzing around with James Scott down there. Looked like he hit him a little quick, Mike. And no flag on the play. He looked like he hit him. Well, it had to be almost simultaneous. If not a little bit before. But no, uh, no griping coming from the Chicago bench. So it'll go as an incomplete pass. It'll remain as a third down now. And six yards to go. Benny Johnson. A four-year veteran from the Houston Oilers who played on the all-rookie team when he came up his first year in the league, and the man that the Fire think they might be able to reach tonight. He's a man with the most experience back there, and yet they think they can go to him. Wide receiver Scott, head up on Benny Johnson. On the far side, Dalvin. He'll get action on that side by uh, Mabra. Now getting a good rush as Carter jumps out of the pocket, lets it fly down deep. Oh! And down there, a tight end on the delay coming across Don Birchfield with a flag on the play. And a hurt man on the play for Philadelphia. Number 76, Doug Olson. that big defensive tackle. Looked like he got a shot from the side. And he is down on the play, holding a leg. But it was Virgil Carter who was almost swarmed under at the 46-yard line. Got it away and under fire. Could not quite get it in. As Birchfield a little slow getting to the ball. So now the ball goes incomplete. It'll bring up a fourth down situation. Doug Olsen writhing in pain on the ground. And let's see what the call is. Let's
2: see what the call is on the play. Eddie, there wasn't any question about that penalty. That was a uh, that was the illegal bump and run penalty, which is a new a new rule in the World Football League. And I think you could tell. Right from the start, Benny Johnson wanted a piece of Jimmy Scott. They had had a little uh, difference of opinion to play before. He got up on the line, no question about it. He hit him downfield. He can only hit that man. Ben Johnson can only hit Scott up to three yards from the line of scrimmage. And he hit him about five yards down. But it was illegal all the way because he hit him after Jim Scott had gone by him. So illegal for two reasons.
1: And you can only hit him one shot before that ball is popped. Now... We've got an official timeout here momentarily. The officials step in here and may march off some yardage against Chicago. What are they doing down there, Mike? They have jumped over the ball. The referee, John Overby, is standing over the ball. Incidentally, the umpire tonight, Oscar Edmonds, head linesman Don Helsley, line judge Bill Wright, back judge Paul Hawley, and the field judge Wilson Gossier.
2: They probably held up the play because after a first down, you have to uh, give those uh, men on the sideline a chance to get that dicker rod set up. And I don't think they, uh, they gave the men, the officials on the sideline, enough time to set up their dicker rod so they... They held up play for a minute to let them get set up. We're going to have to
1: get them fellas some new track shoes. Get down there in a little bit more of a hurry.
2: in a hurry, everywhere you go in this World
1: Football League. They're running like wild. All right, they set it on a split back. You know, wide receivers left and right, dropping back. Give it to Pinder, coming from far to near his side. Cuts inside of his left hand, gets onto the ten. Keep points zero, and works down close to the seven yard line. He dragged two or three of those bodies along with him before Kurt Craw and Bob Brett, two of the three linebackers, finally dragged
2: him to the ground. Good running by Cyril Pinder on that play. He cut behind. He had a couple of guards pulling out in front of him. He cut behind him, Cut behind that pursuit and was able to get a good gain on the play down to the seven-yard line.
1: Trying to give up that old green base sweep coming to this way. Mike, that time with guards out in front. Pinder cutting in, picking up good yardage. And now we've got a second-and-one situation. The last down, of course, was an automatic first down on that bump-and-run penalty. So the ball now down at the seven-yard line. Carter, the quarterback, pro-set near side. Get it to the second man. Nope, first man. That's Keller. And Keller trying in the middle of the line after a good fake that time by Verge Carter. Looked like he got to the line of scrimmage and then nothing. So it'll be a third and one now. And it was Ken Scott, a backup tackle in place of Doug Olsman. And uh, the... Linebacker, or I should say the defensive end on the far
2: side, Jeff Steinberger, pretty big boy, 6'4", and 250 pounds. I spoke a little too soon. As soon as I finished saying that uh, Mark Keller was getting through the line, they hit him head on right at the line of scrimmage and stopped him. Of course, that defense tightens up when they get inside the 10-yard line. Ken
1: Scott up there in place of Osa Laputka, the defensive tackle. Steinberger at one of the ends. Here's the snap and the give. Pinder coming from far to near. Cuts inside, gets nowhere. Lost two yards on the play. Kurt Crowell came up. Benny Johnson coming up from the right cornerback position. Stopped the play before it got to the line of scrimmage. And Keller, who was out in front, tried to lay a block down on Johnson, couldn't get it done. And Bill Craven coming up from the safety position also there. So now it's a fourth and one. What do you do here,
2: Mike? Well, it's, uh, it's a little further than fourth and one because he did lose yardage on that play. Now, I don't see that they have put Yes, they have. Uh, Chuck Ramsey has gone in. It will be a field goal attempt. From the kick will come from about the 16-yard line.
1: 16, which means it'll be a 26-yard kick. Ramsey will lay it down now, laying the ball down for him will be Womack. The ball is in the air. Let's see, and it's good. So Chuck Ramsey and a kick that started to go to the right converts. And now the Fire put three points on the board, so they're starting to crawl a little closer to the bell with a timeout on the field and 4.17 to play in the quarter. The score, Philadelphia 8, Chicago 3.
3: Hi, I'm Jim Bay for Colling Sports. You've probably noticed a lot of new rules in the WFL that I think make it a much better game. If you're familiar with them, you'll get more enjoyment out of the game. And these rule changes are all listed for easy reference in the 1974 Chicago Fire schedule. You can get one of these pocket-sized schedules, compliments of Carling Sports, wherever you buy Carling Black Label beer. Pick one up soon or write Carling Sports, 800 East Northwest Highway, Palatine, Illinois.
0: Company, Chicago. Eight to three with 4.17
1: in the quarter. And kicking the ball for Chicago will be Chuck Ramsey. He'll kick the ball from the 30-yard line. Now one of the officials comes out there and holds the ball. And the fire have taken too much. No, the fire, what they did was they cheated up on the 35-yard line. Try to sneak one past the official and he caught it. So they're going to put it back on the 30 where it belongs. Ron Mabra stands back on his eight. Mabra is in uh, safety position back there with Don Shanklin. Mabra, incidentally, on kick returns, is averaging 23.2 yards per kick. Short kick coming this way. Coming down under the 28-yard line picked up by Mabra right there. Gives ground, goes to the far side, gets back to the 30, to the 33, and swarmed under. And I mean swarmed under. A whole bunch of Chicago fire down on the play. Number 30, Mike Carter was there along with Luther Palmer, a second-string tight end. Number 21 was in on a play. That, of course, is the young man that we talked to you about last week, Willie Miller, from Tampa by way of Canada. And so now the Philadelphia Bell will take over.
2: One of the Chicago Fire players is down on the field and injured, and I'm trying to catch the number. It's possible... Well, it looks like it might be Luther Palmer. Now, I'm just guessing. It's hard to see his number. He's flat on his back. It looks like he's got a leg out. Could be a fairly serious injury to that leg. We'll have to wait and see. The uh, the Philadelphia Bell did not get much of a return on that kick, and it's a good thing because it was a short kick. Uh, Chuck Ramsey did miss the ball a little bit on that, but the fire team got down in a hurry to make it. It is Luther Palmer, and now the trainer, Dick Hoover, is helping Luther Palmer off the field. He's not able to walk on that leg at all.
1: Well, that's too bad. Real tough kid. Luther Palmer, of course. We've talked about him before. Palmer, a backup tight end. 6'2", 225, Virginia State rookie. Was a linebacker and a little all-American in college. King Corcoran. He's the man in there with the ball right now. Corcoran, feet, 210 pounds from Maryland. Look at that formation. I won't even begin. It's a... It's uh, one of those triple-I formations to the far side, triple wing down below is what it is, and a wide receiver to the top. Parkman back, good rush. Oh, he swarmed under. Number 89, Sherman Jarmone, Ron Porter. And they had a linebacker blitz going, and two of them were there. Jarmone, 6'3", 235, from Nebraska, that played for Bill
2: Byrne, the personnel director in the Continental League last year. Bull, bull them with that blitz, uh, two linebackers coming in. That means a five-man rush, and they got to him. See, when they put that dollar trips dollar. right out there, the three men wide to the right, they have no one to pick up that corner linebacker, uh, Sherwin Jarmone, on that. So he came free that may be the strategy of the uh, fire coaches for that type of formation
1: ron keckman the center for them over the ball king corcoran they've got a trip formation here with a couple of men of it now they got a man in motion Corcoran straight back, way back, got back to his own 13. They got a center screen, they got it complete. That's Watts, he's for Watts, he's on his way, the 40, 45, 50, gets a block there, down 40, 35, 30, still going, 20, 20, 15 yard line, and still on his feet, and down to the 10 yard line. Of the Chicago Fire, before 75, Chuck Bailey, who you heard on that fire drill, pull him down from behind. Claude Watts was the man who caught that pass. Floyd Watts from Bluefield State, of all places, who played a while with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers up in
2: Canada. That was nothing more than a center screen, a middle screen, which is the type of play they like to use. They move all those men around in those offensive formations, a man in motion, and then come to a fairly simple play, but they completely fooled the fire on that one. King
1: Corcoran, the man calling the shots. He's got a single back, and he's got a trip formation to the right side. That's three receivers on the right side. They're getting double coverage. Now they're getting triple coverage over there by the Chicago Fire, who drop off. The offense has got him fooled so far. Corcoran, a little short pitch into the corner and overshooting the intended receiver down in that corner. Harry Howard, number 85. Lindsey Cole was a man who was intended intended receiver, but Harry Howard, a fire, was back there
2: to cover him, a pass that was overthrown. I'd like to attempt to try and describe that offense, but I'm not real sure I can. What they do is they put three men wide to the right. They have the tight end. Paul Dunn is on the line of scrimmage. Behind him uh, was Don Shanklin, the wide receiver, and behind him, A-Train Thompson in the back. They're stacked up maybe 15, 20 yards away from the ball to the right. Out of the I formation, Watts down in front, Allen Thompson
1: gets it, the second man through. Tries the right side of the line, gets to the line of scrimmage, the 10, trying to fight for the 9, comes out of the pack still rolling. But the play was stopped at the 10-yard line. That was the line of scrimmage, so it'll be third and ten. Rich Brewer, the linebacker on the near side, who is from San Diego State, was the man that got there first, but everybody else in that defensive line had a shot at him also.
0: Third and ten ten yard
2: line. On that play that we had the uh, trips right, they'll get three men wide. They did what they will normally do. They put those three men out. They want them, they want the fire to move all their defensive backfield or most of their defensive backfield over to cover them, which they almost have to do, and it isolates the wide receiver on the other side, who they throw back to but they know from that offensive formation that they're able to get a man man for man coverage with the wide receiver to the other side and he tries to beat his man uh, there's another fella uh, Dick Evie is now in the ball game on this goal line defense or on the nine yard line and I bet Dick uh, when he came to camp on uh, on Monday did I bet he didn't expect to be seeing some action quite this fast. But Dick's in there, and uh, hopefully he'll help out a little bit. Well, I sure hope so. They've got Dick Evey up front. They've got Ken
1: Sandak. They've got Chuck Bailey. They have Rudy Kuchenberg in there backing up the line. On the near side, Sherman Jaramone is a linebacker. They've got Richard Brewer in there. They uh, pull out of there Ron Porter and Joe Womack, along with Walter Rohn, picking the rest of these people. Harry Howard and let's double check well what they've done is they've put evie in there so they give you a four man front evie and bailey along with mick heinrich and Sandak, to give you a little bit more beef in the middle of that line so they can't budge the middle and try and bend it there all right cork had a discussion with ron Waller, the head coach he will come out with his troops at the 10 just over the 10 in the backfield with him, one man claude watts they got a double formation to the near side double to the far side a couple of doubles, right and left. Now they send a man in motion. That's A-Train Thompson. Turns it on that left side. Ain't Cortland drops straight back. You've got a man in the corner. And the ball in and out of the hands of number 86 or 85. And that is Don Lindsey no, Cole and Harry Howard. Bumped him just as he went for the ball. And he dropped ball. it. He had it and he
2: lost it. So it's
1: incomplete. It'll be 39.
2: Good play by Harry Howard. Hit him just as the ball got there. Just knocked the ball out of his hands. So now, as you say, we get the third-nine situation. And there has been a flag thrown on the play. Oh, boy. Offside, Chicago. Offside
1: against the Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire offside. And they'll march it off. That'll put it five yards closer, and back comes Ron Porter. I did not see who was offside. Womack will come out of there. Referee John Overby marches it off down close to the four-yard line, just over the five. That'll make it a third and uh, four-and-a-half. Let's, Let's call it even make it five. And Philadelphia in A-1 position again. A-Train Thompson is in there. Thompson, six feet, two oh five. He's from Wisconsin. Remember him? Claude Watts, also a running back. And they run it out of a split backfield with a receiver down below to the near side. Against the Chicago Fire defense, long count for the King. Drops back, fakes the gift. He's going to run back. Oh! swarmed under and a big loss in the play all the way up to the 20-yard line Sherman Jaramone, Chuck Bailey, Ken up and number 88 Richard Brewer. They're all there and not fooled at all by the give to A. Trey Thompson, a fake give, and then rolling back to his offside to the left. They just swarmed him under and it'll be a fourth down situation. Fourth and officially 17 if they try a field goal. It'll be, oh, I'd say Mike probably around a 35-yarder. That would be
2: right, and you can bet King Corcoran had plenty to say to those offensive linemen on that play because uh, the King normally has a lot to say, and, and he had three men swarming him under.
1: All right, the kick will be from the 24, so it'll be a 34-yard kick. Don Warner into kick. Used to be property of the fire. The ball is in the air, and is it good? It is no good. Why? Don Shanklin, the holder on the play, so it goes awry. And the fire will get the ball back at the 23-yard line. There's a timeout at the field. And with the scores, Philadelphia 8, Chicago 3.
3: In this day of price slashes, special discounts, rock-bottom deals, and other advertising, more and more car buyers have come to realize that Ed Fanning... Ch- is customer satisfaction-oriented. Ed Fanning Chevrolet is never over or understucked. You're never pushed into buying a car that you can't personally inspect. You're always welcome to test-drive any car that looks appealing. There's no fast talk, no pressure, just a friendly business atmosphere. And when you favor Ed Fanning Chevrolet with a sale, you feel you've been treated fairly by people who are interested in you and your transportation needs. So when you want to buy a new Chevrolet or a dependable used car from a reliable dealer, accept Ed Fanning Chevrolet's invitation. Give us a try before you buy. You'll recognize his sign just three blocks off the east-west tollway at 1252 North Lake Street in Aurora.
1: While we were away, they snuck one in on us, Mike file, and now after a five-yard pickup by Pena on the second try, they give it to Keller. Keller with the ball, almost lost. and gets it with the 30. It'll be a first down. Well, Keller, as he was falling down while being tackled on the play by number 72, Ken Scott and Wally Dempsey, had the ball fully extended in his right hand and just did pull it in at the last second as he hit that turf down on the Soldier Field playing surface.
2: Verge is having some success with his running game. It looks like he's uh, a little bit shy to test that defensive backfield of the Philadelphia Bell. They're giving him a man-to-man look back there right now, Mike, which means they could
1: possibly free the uh, long bomb after he's softens up the middle eventually. He gives it on a draw play. Now Mike Keller on. tries the middle again Mark gets himself four or five yards. So Mark Keller really chewing up some turf down. There's Tom Laputka. A three-year guy from Southern Illinois, 6'2", 255,
2: who they think is going to be a real great one in the future. The man set up for that long pass if they choose to go for it is Benny Patton. Uh, Zero is his number, but he's the guy that you could do that to because he wants to hit Jimmy Scott on every play. Okay,
1: Mike, there is a timeout at the end of the first quarter. Timeout on the field with a score, Philadelphia 8, Chicago 3.
4: If you like A beer with slaves, I'll mention my name. Mabel, another black label. Carlin' black label beer. America's lusty, lively beer. It's got taste that comes through.
0: Company, Chicago.
1: Eddie Doucette, Mike Pyle, back at Soldier Field, 8-3. We start the second quarter with a a lot of stars in that backfield for the Chicago Fire. Cyril Pinder, of course, one of the running backs. Pinder going good with three touchdowns so far this year. Mark Keller, incidentally, the leading scorer in the World Football League with 64 points. And the number one passer in the World Football League, of course, Virgil Carter. Carter doing a great job, 52% and 11 touchdowns.
2: Kind of interesting, though, uh, Eddie, that Burge Carter is the number one passer in the World Football League this week. Last week, he was number three behind Norris Weiss of Hawaii and uh, Bubba Weiss of Detroit. And... As you well know, he probably had the worst game he's had this season last week and ends up number one. Of course, he had those big long passes to Jim Scott and Jack Dalvin last week, so that has to be one of the reasons. Right sick, in the right side of that line. Carter underneath Guy Murdoch. they got a split backfield, wide
1: receiver on the top side, James Scott down below, Jack Dalvin. Carter rolls back, standing at his 25, rolls out close to the 30, fires downfield, and inside the 50, in and out of the hands of Jack Dalvin. Incomplete pass. Dolben was there, but Ron Mabra, the left cornerback, who they like very much, very tough, and really likes to stick his nose in the action, bumped him as he went up for the uh,
2: reception, and it goes incomplete. I started to mention Ben Johnson uh, just before the break at the quarter. He's over there. And now, he's mad at Jimmy Scott. He uh, he wants to hit him on every, every play, and that fella has to have a lot of confidence because we know the speed of James Scott, and he's out there playing him on the line of scrimmage I'll tell you, that's something with a guy of the speed that Scott has. 3rd and 7 at the 36-yard line, split backfield. They've got
1: Keller and Pinner, the running backs. James Scott jacked off on the wide receivers. They go against that 4-3 line. Straight back Carter. He pumps. He's going a little long. James Scott long. He's out there, but he's just overthrown. The ball down to the 20-yard line. Two yards over the outstretched hands of James Scott. Benny Johnson and Ed Hayes trying to stay with him.
5: Scott had him
1: beat, but the pass was a little long, and that was the big one. Now, fourth and seven, it'll bring up a kicking situation. In the first uh, quarter, unofficially, Chicago is six first downs, Philadelphia two. Chicago four by rushing, Philadelphia two by passing, Chicago only one by passing. Net yards rushing, Chicago 64, Philly 20. Passes attempted, at Chicago pass. two, complete one. Philly two for four, total net yards to Chicago 73 for Philadelphia. Twin safeties on their own 20-yard line. Maybra and number 80, Don Shanklin. Ramsey, high pass, gets it away. It's not going to be a deep pump, but it's going to be a high one. Coming down into the hands of Shanklin. He bobbled it. He's hit at the 25. And lucky for him that he pulled it in. They gave him five yards, but as soon as he touches that ball, he is fair game. And the rush was still coming when he bobbled that kick. And he was a very lucky man. He was able to hang on. Rex Pitts, who was just activated,
2: creamed him. And they played the ball down at the 23-yard line. That was close. And uh, you saw that punting team get down the field and really crack him on that play. And. And as I say, I'll bet you Chuck Dickerson's been working on them. They, The fire really feels that that's why they lost the game last week. A breakdown on the specialty teams. And as I said before, they worked very hard this week trying to improve on those breakdowns they had last week. All right, King Corkin with the ball of the 25, first and 10. What is he doing? He's confused back there. Drops back to the
1: 15. He gave it to Watts. Watts and a long bomb Intercepted. Intercepted by the fire at their own 35-yard line. Joe Womack on the interception. Now, that time they gave the ball to who? Was it Claude Watts or somebody back there?
2: I didn't see who the heck it was. It was that uh, Mike Carter. Well, that's a little more of this uh, this wild action of the Philadelphia Bell. That had the resemblance of the old Baltimore cold flea flicker play, Eddie. Now, what uh, the flea flicker in the old days, of course, with Johnny Unitas at off to Alan Amici, and Alan Amici would go up to the line, turn around, and throw it back to John. In this case... Corcoran turned around he faked the handoff to the first back coming through Thompson then just pitched it back to uh, To Watts to throw the pass. Okay, Claude Watts was the man now a slot formation of the left side Dahlman
1: in the slot James Scott split out beyond him They've got dual running backs. and They give the ball to Keller tries the middle of the line still pumping still grinding close to the 40-yard line Mark Keller maybe five yards in the carry Parminter, the defensive end on one side, and Steinberger, the defensive end on the other side. A couple of big ones, Steinberger from Monmouth and Parmenter from UMass. And both of those fellows, young guys that the Philadelphia team thinks quite a bit of and will have a great future. So an 8-3 to three score with 14.05 oh in the quarter. And Chicago with possession of the ball at the 35-yard line, second and eight. Split backfield, wide receivers left and right. Scott above and down below, Jack Dalvin straight back, two yards, little short turnout pass. Dobin at the 40, steps away from his defender, up to the 45, rolled out at the 45-yard line. And the man that rolled him out of bounds was number 50, Bob Grant, after he beat Ron Mabra at Chicago now with good field position, getting close to the 50-yard line and making a good move with a football in a first-and-10 situation. Mike? A game of 11 yards. A reminder that You and I know, and all of our listeners out there should know, that you're listening to WJJDFM 104 Chicago. The modern sound of country music in Chicago and the home of fire football. Pro set to the far side. James Scott up high, down below Jack Dalvin. They've got a 4-3 defense, looks like a 6-1. Linebackers on the outside, up on the line. Here's that little rollout pass again. And they give it to Pinder. Pinder back to the 45, still dancing and squirming, and works his way close back to the line of scrimmage before Laputka. And that was a play we saw earlier where it looked like Carter was hung up and then he spun around and just flipped the little pass back to Pinder coming from the right side to the left side of the far side. And they say they give him a yard on the play, so we'll give him a yard on the play, so we'll take it and call it second and nine.
2: Cyril Pinder did a good job of getting that yard because he had a chance of being caught uh, deep. Backfield for a big loss, but he fought and he squirmed and he uh, Struggled back to the line of scrimmage and got a yard game on the play
4: Eight
1: to three the to as we mentioned 1309 interesting guest at halftime King Corcoran among others James Scott up ahead down below Jack Dolbin they pitch it back to Pinder He's coming this way gets a good block down below by Steve Wright gets over the 50 and down to the 45 right? And Bradley, the guard pulling from the left side, came out here and made a beautiful block and Laputkin Grant, And it was finally Wally Dempsey that got over there to get a little help from Ron Maybra
2: as Chicago picks up good yardage and get it down in to philadelphia territory verge carter is doing an excellent job of mixing up his plays i think it's the best in 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 the six games that we've been in this is the best job of mixing up his plays he's used everything the wide plays on the tosses up the middle short passes tried the long passes he's reading the defenses very well i wouldn't doubt if there were many audibles being called
1: Rose set left side up ahead they've got james scott uh, down below i should say and up ahead they've got Dolbert. And that defensive line started a little early. to give it to Keller. He plows in with a flag down on the play. Keller gets underneath the 45-yard line. Maybe to the 42-and-a-half, but a flag down. Or was it the defense that started or was it the offense? Defense offside. And Chicago, on a third-and-one situation, will take that five yards and pick up a first down. So they mark the penalty starting now from the 45-yard line or just about the 44-and-a-half. And they move it down inside the 40 to the 39 and a half
2: yard line and it's a first and ten big play for the fire i've said it many times eddie and i continue to say it that that's an unforgivable sin for a defense when it gives the team a first down if his third and short yardage to go offsides. they just don't you just can't do that split backfield pender and keller the running backs you'll see and
1: hear a lot of them tonight Here's Carter, drop back two-step, little turn-out pass to Dolvin. Dolbin inside the 40 and down to the 36-yard line. And they're trying that little turn-out pass, that two-step drop, and that little turnout pass to the near side, Ron Mabra. Who had head-to-head action that time on Jack Dolbin, bumped him down up to 40, uh, out the 40 yards, checked at the 36 yard line. They give him three yards and they call it second and seven.
2: That's an example of the way Verge is reading these defenses. That may be one of his audibles that he's calling because those cornerbacks, Ron Mabra and Benny Johnson, have been varying their play quite a bit. They'll be on a line of scrimmage the next time be playing, maybe eight to ten yards deep. And Verge is seeing this one. they're eight to ten yards deep, he throws the short one. Mabra Cage's got three interceptions, tied for the lead in the world football
1: league split backfield Oh, oh little change play as keller spun out of that backfield getting a turn and a hand He gets back to the line and scrimmage it down close to the 30 they set it up on the split backfield on the snap try to roll straight back and keller did what looked like a 360 degree pivot he spun around from the right side off that split set rolled back to the left cut back to the middle of the line with nowhere to go no blocking no hole got down to the
2: 30 yard line make it third and one and the tackle by Wally Dempsey and Bob Grant. Jim, Sp- Jim Spavital is saying uh, Philadelphia isn't the only team that can come up with a play like this once in a while. That was nothing more than a Statue of Liberty uh, play. The old Statue of Liberty. Verge drop back, fake the pass, hand off behind him to Mark Keller. Coming
1: around. 10-49 and a half. Three, or third and one off the eye. Down, up ahead on the eyes, Keller. They're going to give it to the second man. Oh,
4: Pinder on the hole. Stumbles at the 25, 20, 50. He's going to be-
1: made the tackle pender broke a
2: tackle of the 25 and stumbled ahead for a first and 10 at the 15 really really fired through that hole cyril pender came through like a shot i'm glad to see him running well as uh, as we know, uh, Cyril's been having a little trouble staying healthy. He's been injured. He's uh, missed the second half of the last two ball games, but he sure looks ready to play tonight. First and 10 at the 15-yard line. Split backfield. They've got Keller and uh, Ke-
1: uh, <laughs> We'll get it anyway. Keller and Pender give it to Keller. Tries the left side. High step into the 10. Inside the 10 to the 5. Still going. Bangs, bumps, and really fights his way. Down to the 7-yard line. Oh, that Keller. Does he run hard? He runs with his head up, too. And I'm going to tell you something, head up, knees up, and he still churns. And Ron Mavra again made the tackle. Harmenter, the defensive end, had to come all the way over from the other side to help out on it. By that time Keller tried the left side, off guard and center, and then worked his way into the middle there, and then started to come to the nearest side before he was taken
2: down. He's a tough man to bring home. If you had to name one play that the fire's been most successful on this year, it's the off-tackle play. They've made more yardage that way than any other way. Second and one at the six,
1: out of the eye. On the up front of the eye, they've got Keller. He's down on the set, and is pinned on the stand-up. Give a Pinder, slides off the left side, gets met at the line of scrimmage. Pretty good tackle on that far side. Craven, quarterback, came up to meet him on the play. That strong safety came up that time to meet him on the play with a little help from Wally Dempsey again. Okay, that was Bob Wyatt, pardon me. Wyatt replacing Pinder on one play. I didn't see him come in there, but that was Wyatt a running back who replaces Keller often from North Texas State. He's come out of there now. Cyril Pinder has gone back into the lineup. James Scott, a wide receiver. They've got Keller and Pinder, the running backs, out of the split backfield. Ball is at the six of third and one situation. Dobin, wide receiver down below up on top, James Scott. Here's Carter. He rolls out of the pocket on the run, throws down to the one yard line. James Scott in the end zone for a touchdown. Oh, is that Cyril Pinder? Cyril Pinder and a good roll out of the backfield and a beautiful pass that time by verge carter billy craven from harvard came over there to pump up but not before
0: Kinder had momentum and rolled into the end zone on the quarter down below So Cyril
1: Pender gets his fourth touchdown of the year, and
2: Verge Carter his 12th touchdown pass. They're sure keeping us uh, alive up here. They're not making it easy for sure. They get down, they have a second down in one situation, lose a couple yards, then then Verge rolls out. Of course, that's that standard play. They love that. He's got about four backs or, or four receivers out there. He's got the rollout, gives him several options, and he picked out Cyril Pinder on the play. Action point,
1: pro set. They've got Pinder on the, on the weak side, and they've got Keller this way. Carter drops back, throws. He's got Keller. He had it and lost it all by himself. But a flag on the play. A flag on the play.
2: And let's see what this is all about.
1: A bump and run foul or a penalty against oh, I them?
2: I don't think so. Personal I think it was illegal foul? procedure, but that is really a break because Mark Keller just plain took his eye off the ball. Verge threw it right into his uh, bread basket, and uh, Mark took his eye off the ball, let it go. That gives him a break. They'll move it halfway to the uh, to the goal line from the two and a half to what does that make it? One and a out. quarter, I think. <laughs> huh? One and a quarter, well, right. Help me out, will you? My math has
1: never been real good. <laughs> We're down now to a situation with the fire, 10 to 8 a leader. And they've got the ball down at the, well, let's see. They've got it down at the one and a quarter yard line. That's good enough for me. And they've got Bradley and Sickens at the guards. They've got Hyde right at the tackles off the eye formation. The up man on that eye is Keller. The man standing behind the tailback position is Bobby Wyatt. They give it a wide. Nope, nope. Good fake. Hyde with the ball. He's going to run. He's going to bang it in himself. Carter. All covered that time,
0: decided to run it
1: straight up the middle. After he dropped
0: back, saw a hole,
1: he ran and he met Wally Dempsey at the goal line but got in. And so the action point is good as Chicago with 8.34 and the half goes ahead with a timeout on the field at Chicago 11 and Philadelphia 8.
3: Frustrated over car shopping amid the hustle and bustle of congested city traffic? Well, what could be more family fun than to come to Ed Fanning Chevrolet Country in Aurora? Whether you're in the market for a 74 Chevrolet or a dependable used car, it's almost a certainty that Ed Fanning has the car for you at the price you want to pay. And for service after the sale... You can depend on Ed Fanning Chevrolet to give your car the expert mechanical attention you expect. So before you buy, give Ed Fanning a try. Ed Fanning Chevrolet, one of the fastest growing and most modern dealerships in northern Illinois. Just three blocks off the East-West Tollway at 1252 North Lake Street in Aurora. Open evenings and Sunday afternoon for your convenience. Ed Fanning. Chevrolet.
0: A broadcast service of Plow, Incorporated. WJJT. FM. Chicago.
1: Eddie Doucette, Mike Pyle from Soldier Field, Chicago. And, Mike, you're right. We've got a ball game as Ramsey approaches the ball on the 30. Gets it away. Looks like a good kick. Oh, is it a beauty. All the way down to the goal line. Spinning around with the ball is Maber. Back to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Swing to the far side. He's up over the 25-yard line. And let's see what happened down there as a tackle was made. Close to the 25 yard line, not quite over. Rich Brewer was the man that was there along with Earl Belgraves, a big man from Ohio State. Belgraves, where's number 70? And number 88, Rich Brewer, also into the tackle. So the ball will be spotted very close to the 23, 24 yard line. Let's put it out officially at the 24. It'll be first and 10 in Chicago, leading the ball game 11 to 8.
2: And now we have a momentary pause in the action. Flag was thrown on the play. Is that right, Mike? That is correct. There were a couple flags, and normally on that kind of situation, on a kickoff, it'll be a clipping penalty. A long kick by Chuck Ramsey that time, deep almost to the goal line, and we always have to remind everybody that that's being kicked from the 30-yard line. Deep kick and a clipping penalty, so the Philadelphia Bell starts deep in their territory from the 12-yard line. All right, Mike.
1: They move it back to the 12-yard line. King Corcoran with his club. You'll hear him at halftime. He'll give it number 22, Alan Thompson, coming in off that strange set on the left side. Tries to get there, but Ron Porter met him head on. Porter also in the tackle as a number 71, Mick Heinrich. Both of them right there. Ken Sanduck also in on the stop. So Heinrich from Illinois, 6'4", 230 pounds, a rookie that they say will really fill out in time. give him a little meat and potatoes and put him on a weight program and watch him blossom in the offseason glenn robinson of course who was injured is another fellow to look forward to and hear about in days to come for the chicago fire they've got allen thompson and claude watts in the backfield they switch out of a funny looking offense into an eye formation king corcoran now with a long con now they swing back with a man in motion number 86 there's a little short pitch down to this 15-yard line It's caught there by claude watts number 30. So, Claude Watts on the reception and the tackle by Harry Howard. I don't know how anyone playing defense can stay with that offense.
2: Well, that's that's what's known as a double shift, of course. They move two people. They move their backs first, then they put the, uh, the tight end. Paul Dunn in motion out to the right. It's a, there's a lot of different looks. This is a big play coming up right now, Eddie, because it's third and five. If they can hold them down here... The punter will have to punt against the wind, and that wind is fairly strong tonight.
1: I'm surprised they haven't used Don Shanklin, their number one receiver, more tonight. They run it on a slot. Alan Thompson in the slot. Now they start a slot to the left side. Here's a little short turn on the pass, and it's receiving uh, the pass and up to the 20-yard line. On that play, on a tackle by Ron Porter. Number 86 is the man I thought that received the pass. I think that was Paul Dunn. Paul Dunn is the man who received the pass. Gets it close to the 20-yard line, but not enough for a first down. Three situation, which will mean a punting situation, and Don Warner will come in to kick for them. Chicago will send twin safeties back. Number 47, Joe Womack. Number 28, Harry Howard. They're standing Don at Warner. the 44-yard line. Now they back up close to the 40, Womack down to the 39. Kicking from the five-yard line will be Don Warner. He played at Indiana, was the property of the Chicago Fire. He gets the kick away. It's not a very long kick. It's a short kick, and it comes down at the 43. Rolls to the near side, out of bounds at the 42. Shows Chicago at their own 42-yard line. Or I should say Philadelphia's 42-yard line in great field position. Takeover first and 10 at the 42.
2: Eddie, I called one right, but not for the right reason. I said that would be a good good place to get a short kick because of the win, but that really isn't what caused it, and I didn't see who the man was, but one of the end men for the Chicago Fire came in real hard on that, uh, on the punt rush. And just about got a hand on the ball and hurried Don Warner's kick. So I think that was the reason it was a short one. And does give the good field position to the Chicago Fire. 23-yard kick, no return. And you can bet, Mike, that that specialty team that had problems last week will be breaking
1: their backs tonight to show Coach Chuck Dickerson that they can do it all here tonight. They're fighting for jobs, these fellas. And, of course, uh, noting some of the changes that happen from week to week, anything can happen. So you've got to play good on a week-to-week basis. Uh, we've got a timeout on the field. The officials are down there. We're going to hang on and keep it right here and try and bring you up to date on what's happening and give a little credit to that offensive line that's in there now for the Philadelphia Bell. Or I should say the defensive line. Pardon me. We've talked a little bit about, of course, Doug Olson was injured on uh, a couple of series of downs ago. We still do not see him back in there. Number 79, Jeff Steinberger. Big defensive end. Number 77, Skip Parmiter. Number 60, Tom Laputka. And we're checking to make sure now. Number 72, Ken Scott, is the other tackle. So far, Pender is 8 for 55 yards. Keller, 11 for 48 yards. How about that for some running? And they love to carry the mail. And they're in there right now. On the pro set to the near side. The man on the slot to the near side is Dolvin, the wide receiver split way down near the sideline of Scott. They stick it into the bread basket. A killer running room up over the middle down close to the 35-yard line. A quick hitter off that set formation. He piled in over the middle, and that killer just knocks people down like 10 pins before Ed Hayes, an All-American from Morgan State, made the stop, but not before the fire chewed up good yards, and it's second and three.
2: Big hole on that play, and uh, brought down by Ed Hayes, as you mentioned. Ed Hayes is a great football player, another one of that defensive backfield, which they call the Soul Patrol. They've got nicknames for almost every player on this team, and the defensive backs are the Soul Patrol. Okay, they have that set formation. Carter.
1: Carter now with a slot same setup as the last time this time they give the ball to Keller again inside the 30 25 still going he's down to the 20 15 on his feet to the 12 Mark Keller and he turns him I mean he turns him and he took Benny Johnson five yards with him before Ron Mabry came up to help out on the tackle. And Keller all the way down to the 10-yard line, first and 10, Chicago,
2: at just about the
1: 10, maybe it's the 11-yard line. Eddie
2: Hayes at 170 pounds just could not do it twice in a row to Mark Keller, the big fullback who goes 220. That time, Mark Keller... Ran right over Red Hayes. I mean, he didn't even slow him down. That guy will have about 25 cleat marks on his chest as he as Mark Keller ran over him. You've seen a lot of good ones, Mike, that Keller's got to rank right up near the top
1: for a young guy, a rookie in this league from Northern Illinois. Here's Carter giving a pinder, slides in over the left side, running room inside the 10, down to about the seven-yard line. Peter's still pumping and whirling, and he's pumped back, but not before he got forward progress to about the five, maybe the seven. And an official down there not liking what he's seeing. His tempers are starting to get away. And let's see who is there. Laputka having some words with number 73, Steve Wright. And number 64, Tom or Dave Bradley. And let's see what the call is going to be. A flag is on the field. Maybe a personal foul coming up here against Philadelphia, which will bring the
2: ball closer to that 7 Uh, That uh, goal line and those seven magical points. I would have to say that's what it was because that was a a late hit. No question about it.
1: Now they've marched it off, Mike, and they've got it down to about the, well, let's see, where's it going? It's got to go half the distance if it's a uh, personal foul. And uh, now the referee, John Overby, is coming over here. And here it is, unsportsmanlike conduct. How about that? Unsportsmanlike conduct.
2: Well, these players are ready to play tonight. Both teams, the uh, Philadelphia team, of course, they're they winning. They're on a winning streak. And the fire trying to come back a little uh, little, little overanxious tonight, a little extra effort. Throw
1: set left. Part of the quarterback, wide receiver, Dalvin to the high side. They give it now to Keller again, tries the middle of the line. Bob Grant was right there to make a stop, but not before he got a couple more yards. Laputka also, and they're driving right in over that side. Boy, they've had great success at moving the ball through the middle tonight. And a lot of credit has to go not only to the runner, but those men up front that are doing all that good blocking. And they're really getting off the mark in fine, fine style.
2: Well, I like the way Mark Keller goes into that line. That time, there was no hole. He just went into that pile and just kept churning. A lot of power. He's a fun guy to watch run into the line. Second and one on the
1: one. 405 in the half. Split backfield. Carter doing a great job of calling the shots tonight. Down they go on the set. And here's the give. They give it to Keller up the left side. And justice has finally prevailed as Keller takes it in. He worked that ball all the way up the field. And he takes it in there. And Mark Keller with another touchdown. The leading scorer in the World Football League, starting with 64 points, has another TD. He has 10 for the year. What a drive by Chicago. Pender out, Bobby White in for the action point. And Chicago with an 18-8 lead. The action point we are awaiting now. 3.56 to play in the first half. And another exciting World Football League game from Soldier Field, Chicago.
0: The action point.
1: 22 Jack Doleman, near side. James Scott to the high side. Calling the shots with a split backfield, unbalanced line right. Pumping once, Carter. Drop back, pass, gives it a goal? Oh, Keller. Keller had it and met at the three-yard line by number 48, Ron Mabra. Quite a collision down there. Like a bull meeting a cement truck. And the pass goes incomplete, so it'll stand with 3.56 to play in the first half, and a timeout, a score, Chicago 18, Philadelphia 8. If you
4: like a beer with flavor. you.
0: Company, Chicago.
1: Back we are with 3.46 to go. And Mike, I think we're going to have to get together with these officials and buy them a ham sandwich or something, because that's the second time they've done it to us tonight. They started the action early. We're supposed to get a couple of minutes between scores. We got nothing there. And they ran the kickoff back to the 23-yard line after fielding it on the 7. So King Corcoran, starting out what looks like a wishbone. They swing out of the wishbone, going to a slot formation right and left. That's exactly what they got. A-Train Thompson gets the given in the backfield as he gets over the 30-yard line to about the 32-yard line. Porter on the tackle. The play started at the 33-yard line, not the 23. Uh, Let's check it now and see exactly what happened on the play. He went nowhere. They're going to make it second and 10. Mike, you know anybody in that official's crew?
2: (laughs) Well, you know... It, it, it's a new league uh, they, they've got a right to make a few mistakes but they are a little short on giving us time that's for sure i don't know all right king corcoran i guess
1: that three-man front with the four linebackers two of them up gives you like a five two look got a slot formation left he fakes the give into the line now swings it back to that back out of the backfield claude watts he faked it to watch and watts coming over the line king corcoran spun around and tried to hit him short And Watts lost the ball. The intended receiver around the 40, so it goes incomplete third and 10. And Ron Porter has the responsibility of taking that back out of the
2: backfield. The Chicago Fire drive for a touchdown covered 42 yards in seven plays with 3.56 left to go in the second quarter for the TD for the Fire.
1: 3.06 now, 18.08, the Chicago Fire. Ring that bell. Things are looking up smoke signals at halftime. Michael, have an interesting guest, and we'll have King Corcoran. For part of that halftime corkman drops back fire straight up the middle oh and a flag and you can see that harry howard there's flags all over the day all over the place it looks like flag bay out there the intended receiver lindsay cole at the 45-yard line and harry howard not allowing him to get position and go for that ball bumped him from behind and a pass interference call an automatic first down at the 45. nick heinrich comes out of there Number 89, Sherman Jermon is in. Dick Evie is in now, Mike. Your old pal along with Chuck Bailey and Ken Sandek, up on that front
2: line. Dick Evie just relieved Mick Heinrich, the great defensive end from the University of Illinois. And uh, they're going to give Dick a little action. Let him work a little bit. Right, let's see how he works. Hal Phillips in the
1: cornerback position on the far side. Down below is Harry Howard. Walter Rohn, the strong safety, free safety is Joe Womack. The king with a man in motion. Going that way is Mike Carter. Here's a pitch back to the trailing back, number 32, new name, Jimmy Joe. And he swings outside over the 50 inside to Chicago Territory, down close to the 47-yard line. There's a new name for you, Jimmy Joe, brother of Billy Joe from Morgan State. But Walter Rohn, who is a surprise starter here tonight, starting in place of Barry uh, Ruffner, came in here to make the stop along with Chuck Bailey. And so now the ball placed at... Uh, just about the 47-yard line. It'll be second and three.
2: Of course, Jimmy Joe's brother, Billy Joe, was a running back for the New York Jets a few years back and a pretty darn good one, a great big guy. Guy
1: used to throw the discus against also. Right fire, right. King Corkman, the quarterback. Ball at the 47-yard line. 30, Claude Watts, Allen Thompson. Thompson in motion, near to far side. Up high, Don Shanklin. Now they've got uh, Cochran throwing, and he's hit as he released the ball, and he was creamed. A safety blitz that time by Joe Womack. And look who's there also to knock one of those big linemen down, Dick Evie. Oh, and is that good to see? He ran right over number 71, Dennis Losey, a 6'3", 260-pounder from Notre Dame who played in that national championship team. Evie opened the gates that time
2: for Joe Womack and the safety blitz. Womack on the safety blitz fired in there tremendous. But, uh, you know, it, he he did injure himself on the plate, too. Joe Womack came out limping a little bit. Must have injured his leg coming in there.
1: Bell with only one first down in the second quarter. A pro set backfield. Receivers right and left down below. They have got number 85, Lindsey Cole. Dropping back to King. King swing pass right over the middle of a 22. Allen Thompson at the 43-yard line. Receiving, but banged down by Ron Porter. Allen A. trained Thompson. That little swing pass out of the backfield with that running back. And that time Corcoran hit him, but they're going nowhere. As the fire putting one
2: linebacker on back out of the backfield. Doing a good job preventing them from going for the long one. That was close. They're going to bring it in for the measure. The back judge, Paul Holly. It looks to me like he marked the play and... It appears gave him enough forward motion for that first down. You know, Eddie, I've got to say that pass interference call a few plays back. I guess that's why I'll never be an official in the National Foot or in the World Football League, is because uh, I think every official on the field flew it threw a flag, and I didn't think it was a pass interference penalty because. When Harry Howard tripped the receiver Don Shanklin, the ball had already gone by him. The ball was over his head. Now, in my opinion, that's a little late and, uh, and not a call. All right, we'll have the two-minute warning, Mike Pyle. Two minutes to play in the first half right on the noggin, and
1: we'll take a timeout right here. With the timeout, on the field, the score, Chicago 18 and Philadelphia 8.
3: In this day of price slashes special discounts, rock-bottom deals, and other advertising, more and more car buyers have come to realize that Ed Fanning Chevrolet in Aurora is customer satisfaction-oriented. Ed Fanning Chevrolet is never over or under stock. You're never pushed into buying a car that you can't personally inspect. You're always welcome to test-drive any car that looks appealing. There's no fast talk no pressure just a friendly business atmosphere and when you favor ed Fanning chevrolet with a sale you feel you've been treated fairly by people who are interested in you and your transportation needs so when you want to buy a new chevrolet or a dependable used car from a reliable dealer accept ed Fanning chevrolet's invitation give us a try before you buy You'll recognize his sign just three blocks off the east-west tollway at 1252 North Lake Street in Aurora. King Corcoran huddles
1: his club just outside the 50 in his own territory. He has 10 touchdown passes this year, Mike, and he's a good one, and uh, I think our fans will be very interested in our little conversation with him at halftime tonight.
2: He is a character, there's no doubt about that, and a good football player, too.
1: Lindsey Cole, the wide receiver down below, the man in the slot, Allen, A-Train Thompson. 32, Jimmy Joe, the lone running back, and up on the high side, Don Shanklin, Man in motion goes A-Train. Corkin rolls back. He's standing close to the 50. Little pitch pass over the line this way, near side, and complete to number 85. Lindsey Cole at the 35-yard line, and they're chewing up time. He did not get out of bounds, so that clock continues to roll. 147 to play in the half. Mike Carter, who is in there. Carter comes in and they move Harry Howard back to a strong safety or free safety replacing Joe Womack who was hit a few plays ago so Harry Howard now comes back to the corner they've got Hal Phillips they've got Walter Rohn and they've got Womack just coming back into the play all right Keckman the center goes over the ball The ball is at the 35-yard line. It's second and three with Corcoran in another wild formation. Man in motion going to the far side, Mike Carter. Pitch back to the trailing back, number 22-8 train. Scoots inside the 35-30, down inside the 30, close to the 27-yard line. And he's rolled out of bounds by Rudy Kuchenberg. And he stopped the clock in the process with a minute
2: and 14. And now Corcoran's got his team grinding out yardage. First down play. Of course, that last pass went to... Lindsey Cole, who uh, many of our fans will remember, played uh, started 13 games for the Chicago Bears in 1970. Then went on to the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants. Uh, quite a speedster, they call him the the fearless fly, is his nickname. And the other wide receiver, Don Shanklin, is known as the mosquito.
1: I get this water out. Let's go to work. All right, now, one receiver in the backfield, or one running back, that's Claude Watts, in the slot on the left side, A-Train Thompson. He's in motion now, going to the high side with Don Shanklin. Shanklin played at Kansas. Here's a pitch and a screen coming this way. Claude Watts breaks a tackle. He's down inside the 20, down to the 10. He's still on his feet. Five-yard line. Claude Watts, and they pull a sideline screen that time down below. Great blocking out in front. Boy, let me tell you, they had some blocking. Number 74 was out in front blocking in the play. Rickenbach, the right guard. Ralph Schokowitz, also a guard on the other side, was in on the blocking on that one. Pete Harasco on the front line. and Mike, they've got it down to a first and five
5: at the five.
2: I think if I was King Corcoran, I'd be calling a screen on almost every other play. That's what's had tremendous success for them. The big screenplay earlier on a drive, and then of course uh, this screenplay. No one out there to stop the screen. Got a couple scores here. We uh, I see in the uh, in the third period. Period. Memphis, who lost to the Philadelphia Bell last week, 46 to 15, is beating Detroit, 30 to seven in the third period, and and Detroit Wheels are the next foe of the. Chicago Fire will be up in Detroit next Thursday night to play them, but Memphis is leading Detroit 30-7. A first-quarter score, Birmingham, the last and only undefeated team in the World Football League, is leading Hawaii 8-0, and a score we're not really uh, sure whether it's a halftime score or it's kind of unofficial, uh, but at any rate, during the ballgame, Florida is leading Jacksonville 23-11. to 11. We'll take a check on those timeouts left for the Chicago Fire. If they've got one, they may
1: try and call it if they get close to set themselves. They've got two timeouts. They have one left. Evie is in there in that up front wall with Heinrich, Chuck Bailey, and Ken Sandak. Brewer up on the line. On the near side, they got a linebacker. They give it to Thompson. Goes the other way inside the five. Down to the three. Oh, was he hit? Oh, did he get nailed? Oh, Ron Porter came up and really buckled him along with Rudy Kuchenberg and Sherman Jarmon. Give him a yard at best and give him some life because boy he really got hammered A-Train Thompson from Wisconsin second and three out of there now comes Mike Carter back in there goes Joe Womack Keith Best is also in there they got a bunch of linebackers in there now so they're down close to the four yard line a training claude watts corcoran's going to roll back to the 10 and pass he's got a man in and out of the hands of carter mike carter getting there a little late was kuchenberg but i think he got a finger on the ball enough to deflect it and take a little of the rotation off and carter who was there could not get his hands on the ball and kuchenberg with a great save they just announced it
2: and the crowd loving it he is a favorite here in chicago coaches coaches a guy they love rudy kuchenberg there's just 25 seconds left and a third down play. This is going to be a big one for the uh, Philadelphia team. Can the Chicago Fire hold on this goal line stand right at the end of the first half? Keith Best comes out. Sherman Jarmone goes in.
1: Wallerone is in there. They're really tightening up. They've got a slot formation on the left side. A-Train and Claude Watts are the running backs. Make that Jimmy Joe. Pitch back to A-Train. Is at the tank. He's going to throw it. It's in the end zone, and over the hands, and a flag on the play. And tenor for Lindsey Cole and Harry Howard with his second pass interference call of the night. They'll move that ball all the way down to the one-yard line. How about that? 20 seconds to play in the half. A tricky play to A-Train Thompson on the give from the quarterback to A-Train. Drawing from the 10, they put it at the one. A pass interference on Harry Howard, is second of the night.
2: Well, I'm going to make a call on that one, Ed, and uh, I have to say that was a a very tough break. Number one, Brewer really hit the receiver again after the ball had gone by, and to me the play was over. He was trying to go to the ball. If the ball's by, he can hit the man. Also, there was a clip on that play that nobody saw. Uh, One of the pulling guards of the uh, Philadelphia team clipped a... A a Chicago Fireman. Corker with the ball at the one.
1: He's got his team down there right now. A-Train and Claude Watts in the running backfield. Here's the give now to A-Train. He slices it on the right side. No, he won't go. That was 16 seconds. Philadelphia calls for time. They have one Walter left. Rome, number
0: 27.
1: Walter Rohn came up. Ken Sanduck was right there. They go nowhere, and they lose a little yardage. In fact, the ball back to about the two and a quarter yard line.
0: Of the yard on the play. Wow. Five
1: Great tight defense by Chicago. Can
2: they hold them one more time? Second and two and 16 seconds as Philadelphia takes the time. This is this is it right now. Whether they can hold them, it's it's a big one. I, I tell you, that last <laughs> play play was a rough one uh it's too bad those officials of course officials will have it. they sometimes they miss these plays now you know it's legal to clip within the um within the tackles for a yard on either side of the line of scrimmage you can clip just in that one short area and uh, the clip by that guard on uh, Richard Brewer who who came in to try and hit Corcoran uh it it was close but it was outside and a reminder again that you're listening to
1: WJJD-FM 104, Chicago, the modern sound of country music and the home of fire football. 18 to 8 with 16 seconds to play. And the first half. Halftime tonight, Mike, with a couple of interesting guests. One of them will be King Corcoran, who we talked to before the game and put it on tape for you. What a guy. All right, receivers right and left. I got a pro set setback. Corcoran drops back. He's got a man. He wants to throw. He's in the end zone. And beating his man on the play, number 32, Jimmy Joe, beat Ron Porter. And a touchdown, a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. Let's double check that number now to make sure we got the right man. Now, it's number 22, Allen Thompson. A-train, and they've got 1-1 coverage with that running back out that time on Ron Porter. And they have scored on the Chicago Fire with 12 seconds to play in the half. That hurt.
2: Tough for that linebacker to uh, to follow that running back. Good call by Philadelphia, isolating the running back on a linebacker.
1: Thompson was not supposed to start. The regular starting running back, John Land, who was right up there in the top ten in rushing, he was ill tonight. So Thompson gets the call, and he's done well. Corcoran dropping back into the end zone, intended for Lindsey Cole, and broken up by Harry Howard. And that time, he did not interfere. Well, with 12 seconds to play here in the first half, the Philadelphia Bell will kick off to the Chicago Fire, And the action point has gone awry. And now with a score 18 to 15 and 12 seconds left, can Chicago push it close? What do you think, Mike?
2: <laughs> well, they aren't going to be able to do much before the end of the half. <laughs> well, they might run it back all the way. Well, that'd sure be nice. I'd like to see that. That'd make up for some of those other punt returns that have been running against them.
1: Chicago, of course, with Virgil Carter running the show, doing a great job, and we've got a wide-open game so far. 18-15, and I think we pointed out that 20, Philadelphia, Harry Howard, a three-win, two-loss team, Robert second in the division. Five, Chicago, four wins and a loss, second in their division Carter, behind 14, undefeated 20, Birmingham, the 20, only remaining undefeated team in the World Football League. Seconds, Double safety at the five-yard line now, number 27, Walter Rone, number 28, Harry Howard. Kicking off of them will be Warner. He'll kick from the 30, and they'll move it from south to north. All right, here's the run-up and the kick. Pretty good kick. It's going to come down at the 10, picked up by Walter Rohn. He's to the 20, to the 25. Goes to the middle, looks for the wedge. 25, 30, 35, 37, 38. And that's where he is, dropped down. And the clock stops with seven seconds, and Cecil Bones. Bad news, Cecil Bowen. 6'2", 230 pounds from Kentucky, made the grab and rolled him down with seven seconds to play here in the first half. Officially at the 38, first and 10, Steve Wright, one of the tackles. The other tackle, Glenn Hyde. A 59-yard kick, a 27-yard return. Mark Keller with those socks, one of them at least down around his ankle cecil uh, cyril pinder the running back jo- jack doleman the wide receiver going to the top side down below comes uh james scott the wing back and now dropping back is burge carter steps up in the pocket he's still rolling he's gonna unload he's got a man down deep and out of the hands intended for let's see i believe don birchville that's who it was down around the 25 yard line and the clock ends the first half with the score here in Chicago, the Chicago Fire 18, the Philadelphia Bell 15.
4: 1324 1325 1000 I can't sleep. Too hot. Is that the garage light on? Don't mm, get it in the morning. The energy shortage, remember?
0: Mm, all right. Mm. Probably cooler out there anyway. A hot summer night and an energy crisis. It's enough to keep you awake nights. But your Bryant dealer has a solution. A new kind of air conditioning system. The Quiet Line Deluxe. It not only cools your entire home, it uses less electricity.
4: Phew, it's just as hot out here.
0: It's locked. I'm locked out. Mildred! You see, at Bryant, we don't want you to lose any sleep over the energy crisis. For the name of the Bryant dealer nearest you, 562 ask for d All set to go for the start of
1: the third quarter of football action from Soldier Field, Chicago. The Chicago Fire with an 18-15 lead, and Chuck Ramsey in the fire will kick it off. Back in twin safety, standing at the five-yard line will be Don Shanklin and Ron Mabra. Receiving the ball at the five is Shanklin. Shanklin, the 15, 20, 25, 25, 27, 28, bang down hard. It was really swarmed under that time. Rudy Kuchenberg put the noose around his neck to start things off. And three or four other of the fire were right there to help him down. So it'll be first and ten at the 28-yard line. Sherman Jarmone from Nebraska. We haven't said too much about him. 6'3", 235, started out with the fire. They put him on the inactive list and then activated him two weeks ago. And now he's getting a good look. Ron Porter comes into the fire defensive alignment. And now there is a penalty that was thrown on the field. And the fire are being talked to by the referee. And it appears that the penalty is going to be against the Philadelphia Bell. Let's find out. It was an offsides call against Philadelphia, declined by Chicago. So the ball will be at the 28 and a half yard line. First and 10, King Corcoran. Corcoran and Allen A-Train Thompson really did some dazzling things the first half. Claude Watts a running back, A-Train out of the I formation. Down below, they've got Lindsey Cole, wide receiver up above Don Shanklin. They're going to give it now. That's number 22, A-Train. The tailback on that eye. He cracks in over the right side, gets himself a few yards. Ken Sanduck, that big defensive tackle on the far side, made the stop. But not before he got five. It's a second and five.
2: We've got a message here, Eddie. You just mentioned Ken Sanduck. We've got a message to say hello to the huge Ken Sanduck. And that's from his fan club and cheering section that are here tonight. The, uh, the fans are beginning to pick their favorites. Ken's got his own Start fan
1: club. club. That's what we like to hear. Start your fan club. Send them, uh, us the information and we'll push it on the air for you. Okay. Running back in motion. That's Alan Train Thompson. Snap. Here's Corker. Pumps once. He's warm. He's hit. He's nailed and he throws it away. Could be intentional grounding there if they get smart. But he threw it close to an intended receiver, an eligible receiver. But Chuck right. Bailey ran right in over the center that time. And poured the coals to King Corcoran. Corcoran's a pretty husky guy. He's 6 feet 210. 35. And as you heard at half 10, a bit of an eccentric, I guess you might say, would be a little bit of an understatement.
2: But and now you he, what he said five. Ed, You remember what he said, Ed? He's matured now. He's uh, He's got a little more conservative.
1: Yeah, he's only got five cars he's driving now. Well, I guess uh, you got to live life. And he's a glowing example of three-man front, got four linebackers, unbalanced line, single back. they got a slot formation to the nearest side, wide receiver up on top, in motion. A-train from near to far, dropping straight back, dropping to the 25. Corcoran swarmed again, steps up in the pocket. He's got a man at the 40-yard line, over the 40 to the 49-50. Mike Carter. Mike Carter, a second-string tight end. And that time they had him and lost him, Mike. And a big, big pass that time by the King. He is really cool under fire.
2: Corcoran was lucky to get that ball up. As you say, he's cool. He stands there. He steps up. He doesn't mind those guys. Somehow he gets it away. The offensive line of the uh, Philadelphia Bell are all rookies. They're young guys. He's uh, a whole bunch of young guys, and they're, they're having a little trouble blocking that defensive line of the fire.
1: Okay, they got a slot formation to the near side. Solo running back is Claude Watts. They got A-Train in the slot to the near side. Don Shankler, the wide receiver, up above. Corkman drops back to the 45. He lets it fly. Long bomb. Intercepted. Joe Womack again. Oh, and as he starts to get up, he was really there. He was really hit as he started to get up. Number 84, Carter came down, and as Womack was on his way up to one knee, Carter really punched on him. But the ball goes over to the Chicago Fire on the second interception of the night by Joe Womack. And Womack, that free safety is really doing a fine job of
2: playing the ball. Yes, he is and his second interception of the night. You know, I just got corrected, Eddie, by our uh, status station, Terry Beacom. He says King Corcoran is now a mature eccentric.
1: I guess, where did he come up with that one? (laughs) I don't know. What does it mean? Not bad for a guy who didn't go to Yale. All right. You've got the split backs and you've got a slot to the left side. Carter on the second man, giving, coming this way. That's that Cyril Pinder. He gets running into the 20, 25, 30. Still going. He gets a block. 35, 40, 45, 50. Midfield. Still going. Runs up. the runner and
4: tackles the
1: floor. Oh, what a run that time by Cyril seven and a half yard line first and ten Mike an excellent field position with time the clock possession all in their favor
2: Jimmy Seymour the veteran saying to the younger player Wyatt you don't want a penalty here you don't want to give them any more yardage than you have to don't let them move down inside there a smart play on Jim's part Keep, keep the players cool. If, if somebody's going to lose their temper, make sure it's the other team. And unlike last week, Mike, when they started to
1: leave in wholesale numbers, no one leaving this stadium here tonight. They're hanging on tight. 25-22 the score. 8.59 to play here in the football game. And down on the field, the fire huddling defensively. Ron Porter calling the shots. Big Ken Sandock. And up front with uh, McHenrick And number 75, Chuck Bailey. Also in there, Rich Brewer, Hal Phillips. maybe the roundout, 89, Sherman Jarmone, who has played a lot of football here tonight. 27, Walter Rohn. The free safety is Joe Womack. And the corner man on the
2: far side, Harry Howard. Something we haven't mentioned tonight, Eddie, is where some of these players from the Philadelphia team came from. Ron Waller coached for several years in the Atlantic Coast Football League, and he's just got a lot of players that he brought with him from semi-pro leagues out east and some pretty good players, too.
1: Mike, I got a feeling we're going to see a real doozy of a formation here. So good that Corcoran brought him up there and decided he wanted to bring him back and make sure they went to the right spots. Now the ball is at the 48-yard line. First and 10, the clock not rolling, 8.59 to play. Boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, that miscue, did that hurt. High formation, Claude Watts up. Standing up now, Allen A-Train, pitch it back to A-Train, swing the far side, cuts inside the 50 down to the 45-yard line. A-Train, Thompson gets seven yards, making it a second and three. Kuchenberg and Harry Howard were there to put him down, but not before he picked up seven on the play, and that's the kind of yardage that cannot afford to give up.
2: Well, that was a big gain on that play, a good end run for them. I, I mentioned the Atlantic Coast Football League. Ron Waller, who coached the uh, Pottstown Firebirds and the Norfolk team, he's got Three players, uh, King Corcoran, Claude Watts, John Land, all that played for him down in Potstown.
1: Don Shacklin, wide receiver split out this way. 86, Paul Dunn. In the slot on the far on the right side, number 80 is Don Shacklin looking back this way. Corcoran getting a rush. He let it go, and he hit Claude Watts. He's going to go. 10, 5, into the end zone for a touchdown. As King Corcoran got nailed as he let it go, and Philadelphia with 8.13 to play has gone ahead in the football game. 29-25. 29-25. And how big that mistake looks right now.
2: Well, you have to give Philadelphia credit for good aggressive play. They, On that defensive play, third down situation, they came in, nailed Virgil back there in the 25-yard line, gave them a chance to get field position, and came right back with a couple of big plays. Of, that's probably King Corcoran's best pass tonight to a uh, wide-open Claude Watts. Boy, that really hurt.
1: 52 yards and two plays, a 45-yard pass from Corcoran to Claude Watts. Slot formation to the left side, wide receiver to the nearest side. King Corcoran drops back, swings it into the, oh, hit his man at the three-yard line and dropped the pass. Number 86, Paul Dunn. Done. From U.S. International College, 61200 had it and lost it. And now with 813 to play in the ballgame. Time out of the field on the score. Philadelphia 29, Chicago 25.
3: If you want to be friends with someone, what would you do? you probably do many of the same things we do at Ed Panning Chevrolet in Aurora. It's really a great way to do business And friends will go a long way for each other If you live in Cook, DuPage, Kane, Kendall, DeKalb, LaSalle, Grundy, or Will Counties You may be no more than a 30-minute drive from Ed Fanning Chevrolet One of the fastest-growing and most friendly dealerships in America All roads lead to Ed Fanning Chevrolet in Aurora where you'll learn why thousands of satisfied customers agree. It's good business to give Ed Fanning a try before you buy. Ed Fanning Chevrolet. Just three blocks off the East-West Tollway at 1252 North Lake Street in Aurora. Open evenings and Sunday afternoon for your convenience. Ed Fanning Chevrolet. While we
1: were away, they kicked it off and they did it to us again. As Harry Howard, fielding the ball of the 15, runs it all the way back close to the 40 before Paul Dunn made a tackle and a flag on the play. And let's see who this one is on. Brinkley,
0: number 47.
1: This is no time for mistakes
0: Paul Dunn, number
1: eight, as the fire, eight, eight, five, and they're talking to Philadelphia. It's going to be against Chicago, and they're trailing by four with eight minutes and three seconds to play in the game. Holding penalty against holding penalty. There. 10 yards. And Mike, Eight, ten, Jim Spavitol is a most unhappy coach down below.
2: Well, you can bet on that. Uh, hard to believe. I've, I've never never seen a holding penalty. I don't think on a uh, on a kickoff return, but it's it's easy to catch a leg or get an arm wrapped around somebody.
1: All right. At the center position is Guy Murdoch. The quarterback is Carter. Wide receiver up on top is Dolphin. Down below, James Scott. Pitch it back to Pindry. He's had a night. This time he cracks in over the 25, close to the 30. And James Jackson makes the tackle, along with Bob Grant. He gets three yards. It's second and seven of the 28-yard line, and the clock continues to tick away. 743 and on down she goes. Chicago trailing this ball game by four. They've got to score. No way that they can tie it with anything. They've got to go for the big numbers. They need a touchdown. And they're 70 plus yards away from it right now. Kinder and Keller, the running backs. James Scott up high. Jack Dolbin down below. Against that 4-3 defense. Dropping back Carter hasn't passed a lot. Little swing pass blocked. Number 79. Jeff Steinberger. Big defensive end. Goes up high and one hand blocking it.
0: Steinberger, number 79.
1: And that makes it a third and seven. And the last time they had a third down, a key third down. They couldn't convert. Now Wyatt's coming into the backfield. being sent in by Chuck Dickerson.
2: Wyatt comes in and Pinder comes out. He's given the message to Verge. Carter. They've got to do it on this one, Mike. Tough break on that play, the screen was well set up, a screen pass, and Jeff Steinberger, great big guy, 6'4", got up in the air and knocked that ball down. These guys are going to have to, the Chicago Fire team's going to have to reach down and come up with a little extra energy because you can bet they're tired. It's been a uh, long, tough night for them. Pro set
1: with a slot in the left side. Starting in motion, Jack Dalvin. He hesitated one second. Then he starts in motion. Was that in an illegal pl- set? I don't know. Carter drops back. He's knocked down. He gets loose. He's still running. He's got everyone covered. He swings it up. He's got a man at the 35-yard line. And it did not look like the primary or the secondary receiver. It was Bobby Wyatt. Wyatt at the 35. And that's not going to do it, Mike. That is not going to do it. But a flag is down on the play. And I don't know whether Jack Dalvin hesitated. You've got to stop one
2: second after you stop. But well, we'll have to wait and see what the, the flag came late in the backfield. It is against the Chicago Fire. And I don't think they made a first down. Now, will the Philadelphia team give them another chance, deep in their territory, or will they force them to kick on the fourth down situation? Isolate so many different places on the field. They isolate, they force a linebacker out, and they run to where they force that linebacker out. Here he comes with an eye formation. Wide receivers
1: left and right. King Corcoran with Claude Watts down. A-train Thompson, they're going to give it. Nope, fake. Fake and swing back. to oh Claude Watts had it and lost it. Play action pass that time, and Claude Watts on the good fake that time, sliding into the backfield, down to the 23-yard line, had it and lost it, and the fire defensive secondary was burned and burned bad. Richard Brewer came over Harry Howard, but it would have been too late because Watts would have been off to the races had he been able to pull it in. They spotted something from the press box, and they took advantage of it, but Claude Watts could not hang on.
2: Corcoran caught the Chicago Fire in a blitz situation. Richard Brewer was coming in on the pass rush, and he's the only man available to cover that backfield man coming out. Claude Watts.
1: We'll have a timeout on the field. Timeout now with 321 to play in the score. Philadelphia 29, Chicago 25.
4: If you like a view with slave, I'll mention my name. Mabel, another black label. Table beer, America's lusty, lively beer. It's got taste that comes through. Black
0: label. Carling, black label, Carling Brewing Company, Chicago.
1: But the last third down situation being a big one, this is an even bigger one, because 321 is all that remains, and Philadelphia will bring Claude Watts into the backfield and bring Jimmy Joe out of there,
2: and they'll have the ball at the 33-yard line. And, of course, if they stop him, I would say they still would have to uh, to go with the punt even though they're down on the 32-yard line i don't i don't think they would attempt a field goal however they do have the win with them it seems to have died down a little bit it'd be interesting to see if the fire can stop them
1: all right king corkwin the quarterback the sole running back behind him is claude Watts. slot to the left alan a train thompson in the slot to the near side don shanklin Fire with an up front uh, line. they got a pretty good rush going here. Fakes they give, Claude Watts. Uh-oh, Corcoran throwing long. Got a man. Overshoots him at the 15-yard line. 84 in the play action pass. Mike Carter was down there, but Harry Howard was defending him. Is Chicago not fooled by that at all? And right now, King Corcoran is having words with one of his uh, backs, Claude Watts, who may have missed a call on that play. King Corcoran having words in the field with one of his own backs, trying to get him straightened out. So it becomes a fourth and five at the 33. And, Mike, I don't know. You can never tell about this Philadelphia team. They're sending Warner back. He's standing at his own 47. They're going to try and go to the South coffin Florida, corner. Force Chicago deep, probably, and let them try and work against the clock with as much of the field to work with as they have to have. But they're going to try and set him back. Warner now. He kicks it for the coffin corner. Sails it deep to the corner. And that ball went out of bounds very close to the goal line. Cut bad. but they say it didn't go out of bounds. They say it went into the backfield or into the end zone, so they'll bring it back to the 20, and that's as good as you can have. And now the crowd coming behind the Chicago Fire, coming alive, and hopes that this team will pick it up and drive it 80 yards for the score they've got to have to win their fifth game of the year. Chicago, four wins and a loss. Philadelphia, three wins and two losses. And Chicago with the backs to the wall, literally now, trailing it by four. Urge Carter will come against that... Philadelphia defense that was number two in the World Football League at the start of tonight's action. Pro set backfield Keller and Pinner, the running back, dropping back. He's got himself a little protection. He pumps and he fires. He's got a man at the 32-yard line. And that is gone. Burstfield with tight end. They're in their two-minute offense right now. They do not huddle. They set up quickly. And down on the ground, around the football and calling for a time is one of the Philadelphia Bell who has sensed the fact that Chicago was huddling quickly. And he'll take an official injury timeout. Well, if he's not injured, it was a very smart move by Philadelphia. If he was injured, well, we certainly hope that he's not hurt. one of their linebackers. Picture now just popping into the screen, number 50, Bobby
2: Grant. He's going to hobble off the field. 6'2", 225 pounds. We haven't given his name nickname yet. He's uh, Mr. Moto, which must come from his uh, karate proficiency. And I'll tell you
1: what. He makes Mr. Clean look like he never knew what was going with the with the big build. He has really put together that guy.
2: Okay, any, anyone that big? Why does he learn karate?
1: Okay, at the 30-yard line, first and ten, Burge Carter, same setup, split backfield, dropping back, pumps by, got a man again, and this time intended for Burgefield at the 38, and hit from behind by Wally Dempsey, number 55, who came in to help out on the play, Mike Riley. So that play goes incomplete, and it kills the clock with 2.47. Plenty of time, trailing it by four, and a lot of excitement coming back in there now, number 58,
2: Mike Mansfield, number 50, Grant. So he wasn't hurt too seriously. Burge is going to have to go to the air, something he hasn't done all night, and start trying some of those pass plays. He has not gone to James Scott at all. He had 27 receptions at the start of the activity.
1: He drops back, second and 10. He fires this way. He's got Scott. Scott with a great move at the 35 of a 45 yard line. And three of the Philadelphia Bell wrapped their arms around him and put a stand up tackle on him. Benny Johnson. Number 58, Mansfield. Number 53, Crawl. Now well, they were all there, but not before James Spott picked up a first down at the 45 yard line. And the first pass reception, if I'm not mistaken, for James Spot tonight. Now, there's a flag on the play somewhere out there. Did somebody just? Uh...
2: What are we going to have now? Must have been against Philadelphia because they've declined the penalty.
1: And that's exactly what's going to happen. First and ten. It was against Philadelphia. Chicago with the ball at the 46. No mistakes. Split backfield. Keller and Pinder. Wide receiver down below. James Scott. Now Carter tells him to get in the backfield to make it legal. Dalvin was on the uh, line of scrimmage the other way. Got him
4: in, Birchfield, hot the 30,
2: inside the 30 to the line. Just a fantastic catch by Don Birchfield then. Wide open, he went straight down the field. Birch threw the pass a little bit high, but Birchfield was able to juggle it on his fingertips and get it.
1: 27-yard line is where it is. of the 28 and the first and 10, and they're moving. 2-12 to play in the ballgame. They do not huddle. They just line up. Carter, Carter, little pitch out. He's got a man. Keller at the 25, down to the 24, still going, and hammered from behind, and finally drawn down at the 25-yard line. And the two-minute warning should be up before Wally Dempsey hammered him down. Boy, I'm telling you, Keller got hit by three, four. Let's see. They hit him so hard, they... Crash with themselves. Grant was there. Dempsey was there. Maber was there. And a timeout, the two-minute warning. Timeout. The score on the field. Chicago trailing. Philadelphia 29, Chicago 25.
3: If you want to be friends with someone, what would you do? You'd probably do many of the same things we do at Ed Panning Chevrolet in Aurora. You know, it's really a great way to do business, and friends will go a long way for each other. If you live in Cook, DuPage, Kane, Kendall, DeKalb, LaSalle, Grundy, or Will Counties, you may be no more than a 30-minute drive from Ed Fanning Chevrolet, one of the fastest-growing and most friendly dealerships in America. All roads lead to Ed Fanning Chevrolet in Aurora, where you'll learn why thousands of satisfied customers agree. It's good business to give Ed Fanning a try before you buy. Ed Fanning Chevrolet. Just three blocks off the East-West Tollway at 1252 North Lake Street in Aurora. Open evenings and Sunday afternoon for your convenience. Ed Fanning. Chevrolet.
1: Here's the crowd that has to do it for the fire. Glenn Hyde, along with Dave Bradley, Murdoch. Sikic in right on the front line. Carter, Birchfield, the tight end. Cyril Pender, James Scott, Jack Dalvin, and Mark Keller. And Mike, rookie play
2: the last time. Boy, it was a great play. And those fellas have to be tired. Mark Keller and Cyril Pender have done a lot of work tonight, and they're worn out. But, boy, they just have to hold on for two more minutes. Going to have to be some big plays. On the 25-yard line, the officials huddling down there around the ball. And it looks like now they're going to let him get back to playing ball.
1: Virgil Carter, nine for 16, for 50 yards. The lowest performance uh, total as far as yards passed this year in any one particular game for Carter, who's over 1,000 yards for the season. Virgil Carter's had a great, great year so far, and they're huddling now now over the ball. Split backs, Keller and Pinder, wing back to the near far side wide receiver down below, snap rollback, here's a little swing pass again, down to the 25, to the 24, still going Keller, Keller inside the 20 and out of bounds, oh, what an effort by Mark Keller, he had to kill the clock, he got it down to a minute and 50 seconds, and he carried a linebacker with him, Bobby Grant, that karate expert, he really got a taste of what Mark Keller's all about there as he hit Keller back on the 25-yard line, and Keller dragged him all the way down to the 19-yard line and out of bounds,
2: and Keller doing a great job. Mark Keller, who usually chooses to run over a man and run around him, did put a move on Bob Grant, got by him. Bob Grant just able to hang on to his shirt and finally pull him down. Got them down to a second and less than a yard. No, now it's third down. They're moving the, the roller down marker down. Third down and less than a yard. Third and one at the 19-yard line. Listen to the crowd in Chicago.
1: They yell, go, go. And the Chicago fire out and over the ball. Murdoch and Carter asking for quiet. Split backs. Wide receiver to the far side. Dolvin down below. Jack Scott. Third and one, and they start. Uh Uh-oh. Philadelphia offside and flags all over the place. Laputka crashed through. Number 55 was right there. He crashed through. That's Mike Riley. And let's hope that it's against Philadelphia. That'll give Chicago a first down. It's against Philly. And that is the ninth time tonight Chicago has picked up a first down by the penalty. Now we'll check that now. Seven first downs by the penalty. We jumped ahead a little bit. That's 11 times that they have been penalized for a total of 74 yards. Now there you go. So Chicago working any way they can. Wyatt in, Cyril Pinder out. Here they come, Mike. And they're inside the 15, down to the 14-yard line. A minute and 50 to play in the ball game. Carter's got his team with Piller and Pinder and Killer, the running back. He drops back two steps, fires a bomb, it's in the end zone, and deflected at the last minute down there in a pass intended for James Scott. Just a quick drop back in a pitch, and Benny Johnson was right there. He had man to man coverage on him on a little pass down in the end zone that. Uh, Mark uh, Carter just dropped back two steps and let it fly. And James Scott was there, but Benny Johnson went high to deflect at the last minute.
2: He took the big gamble, the big shot. He's been throwing the short passes, throwing to his tight end in the middle. He thought he'd try and beat him on one big play for a touchdown. But I don't think Bird's going to be able to do that because Benny Johnson and Ron Mabra are playing very loose on the outside. They don't want that score to go over their head. Bob Wyatt out, Cyril Pinder back in. He's done it on the ground. He's going to have to go that way again, I
1: think. Pinder and Keller have been phenomenal tonight. It's only justice that they should get it and go. Here's the delay. Uh-oh. Bang! Keller with no room. He broke a tackle. He's down to the 10-yard line. He was hit at the line of scrimmage, and I don't know how he broke that tackle. Craven finally stopped him, but it was number 79 who hit him right at the line of scrimmage, Jeff Steinberger. And I'll never know how he made that uh, break there, Mike. Uh, they're going to give him three yards on
2: it and say that he ran out of bounds at the 11-yard line. So it's a third and seven, and oh, how big this one is. He covered a lot of ground without gaining too much because it's third and seven. This is the play of the game.
1: And, Mike, there's no way they can go. They're going to have to take both downs and hope that they can get it close to a first down and then hammer it in. A field goal won't help. Third and seven at the 11-yard line. Carter, they're down. Off the eye formation. Stops, rolls back, play action. He puffs once. He's gonna to have to run, get it away for it. Up the middle! It's down! Jack Dulman! Jack Dalton and a touchdown. Chicago, with a flag is down. A flag on the field. Oh no. Let's hope that it isn't against Chicago. A holding call maybe against Steve Wright. Uh-oh. Against Philadelphia! Philadelphia call. Pass interference call. And Virgil Carter and Jack Dolbin with a minute and 34 to play in the ball game, And how's that for exciting football? He ran a little slam in what normally would be under long conditions of post pattern. And on the delay, Carter rolling out of the pocket, hit him turning in toward the goal line. And on the fly, Jack Dolman took it in.
2: Eddie, it's only justice. The way the game's been played, the mistakes and errors, that was a broken play. Big rush on Virgil. He had to break out of the pocket. Found Jack Dolben in the open, trying to get away from the defensive man, got open.
1: Two-and-a-half-yard line play action. Kyler under the center guy, Murdoch. He's got Pinder and Keller, the running back, Scott and Dolben. He drops back to the 10, plants a foot, fires into the end zone, and Dolbin is hung up. Number 48, Ron Mayer, but another flag on the play. Another flag on the play. And, boy, these penalties become so obvious at the end of the game. Penalties all over the place. An 80-yard drive. And they did it. With 1.34 to play here in the ball game, 80 yards in 11 plays, the last play 11 yards. And it's going to be against Chicago, declined by Philadelphia, and now it's up to the defense. They cannot afford to make a mistake now. 1.34 to play, a timeout on the field.
2: Eddie, there's plenty of time left in this game, a minute and 34 seconds. As we all know, that's enough time to move a long way. Chuck Ramsey's going to have to get a good kick. That kickoff team's going to have to get down the field because a minute and 34, a fellow like King Corcoran and those fast wide receivers, the Mosquito and the Fly, Lindsey Cole, Don Shanklin, It's going to be up to the defense now. This ball game is a long way from being over. They've just announced the outstanding players of the game. Defensive player of the game was Ron Porter of the Chicago Fire. And the obvious call for the outstanding offensive player of the game, number 46, Cyril Pender, who's had just a fantastic night.
1: Virgil Carter now with two touchdown passes tonight, leading the World Football League with 13. Boy, is this exciting. Kicking off south to north. Ball in the air, Rams it. Good boot. Down to the 10-yard line. Giving ground number 48. Maybe to the 15-20, 25. Knock him down. Still on his feet. He's up over the 30 to the 35. And down with a minute 28 to play. And King Corkman will have that much time to work with. And he'll have a long way to go. Keith Best just activated this week, makes the tackle. At the 35-yard line, almost to the 36. King Corcoran in there with his offensive alignment Keckman in the center, Rickenback and Sackowitz at the guards, Lousy and Horasco at the tackle, Dunn at the tight end and Lindsey Cole at the wide receiver Corcoran along with Watson Thompson, here they come out of the huddle, they come up over the ball, ball at the 35 and a half yard line Allen A-Train, Claude Watts in the slot, number 86 in there, John Paul Dunn, 80, Don Shacklin, a flanker to the near side, dropping back, all the way to the 15, center screen, they got a man, he's up close to the 40-yard line, that's A-Train Thompson, and he's hauled down at the 40-yard line. Rich Brewer was the man that made the tackle, the clock is rolling, a minute to 15, and it stopped right there. And we'll have to check those timeouts to find out exactly how many Philadelphia has left, I believe they only have one timeout left in the ballgame.
2: Eddie, I just got a little information here. We were just handed a note for, uh, for the people who attended last week's game and who uh, missed their photo certificate that was given away at Family Portrait Night at Soldier Field last week. If they still have their ticket stubs, they can check in at a uh, Robert Hall store or all WIC stores and pick up a certificate for a portrait. Somehow that just doesn't seem too interesting to me now with the uh, Philadelphia Bell trying to go and win this ballgame. But uh, yeah. for the people that missed their certificate, they can still get
1: it. It will seem interesting to you tomorrow. That I can promise you. Thirty-two twenty-nine, one fifteen to play in Philadelphia unofficially with one timeout left. All right, they have that high slot and they have a wide receiver to the left side corcoran long count drops back to close to the 32 he lets it fly long bomb downfield shanklin he dropped the ball or is that carter carter had his man beat number 28 harry howard he had it almost the 20-yard line on a fly pattern down that far side
2: had it and dropped it mike pyle The mistakes are even now. Unbelievable. Mike Carter, a tight end, but uh, a fellow that played wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, running out of the tight end position, had Harry Howard beat. He just outran him. Harry Howard was with him step for step. Carter made the, uh, the big effort right as the ball got close. Had it in his hands and dropped it. Boy, I'll tell you, you never know. And the coach is over there
1: patting the young guy in the back so he doesn't get down. They know that he got free. Did a good job to get free. He just had it and couldn't hang on. Here's the big third down now. Third and six. Kane Corkin with that slot right in the wing outside the slot. He's got a wide receiver to the left side. Solo running back. That's A-Train. Dropping back. He's got to throw. He's got to throw. Here it is. He's got a man down here. And hits the hands of one of the Chicago Fire. And incomplete. The ball hit the hand of the shoulder pad of the helmet of own, I believe. But Phillips and Womack were all there to defend against Don Shanklin, the man we've been looking for all night. They finally let him loose and sent him down the near side in the same kind of a fly pattern. And Philadelphia now with a uh, fourth and six at the 40 will have one more chance. And Mike, they've got to
2: go for broke. They can't give it up now. I can't believe that call. King Corcoran must have just an unbelievable amount of confidence for them to go for the bomb on third and five he should have been going for that first down. There's still a minute to play, but I guess he figured he could pick it up on fourth five five yards.
1: Same kind of a formation. Slot with a wing outside the slot. Driving back. Corkman pumps. Pumps. Gets good production. Got a man. And he's completed the 45-yard line. It's complete to Lindsey Cole at the 45-yard line. 53 seconds. 52. They can't afford another timeout. 50, and the clock is rolling. And now the Chicago Fire are hoping upon hopes that they can hold the Philadelphia Bell. Philadelphia, of course, can tie this game with a field goal. Here's Corcoran, he pulls back, he stops, he's got good protection. He's got a man at the 40, and out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Gee where is this Corcoran's going wild down there. And now, at number 30, Claude Watts is being challenged by the equipment manager of the Chicago Fire. As Claude Watts at the 36-yard line, and Sherman Jermon, the linebacker. Mike, they're doing a job trying to isolate that back out of the backfield on that linebacker. We got linebackers in there, and I'm just thinking that maybe the fire might decide to go with an extra defensive back in there to try and get the, a little even up coverage on that man coming out.
2: Well, I tell you, Sherwin Jarmon did give. Uh That receiver, a pretty good shot. Second and two now at
1: the 37-yard line. Here's Corkman again. Corkman's going to let it fly. He's got a man and overshoots his man to the 23-yard line. 85, 85, Lindsey Cole was a man for whom it was intended. 88, Rich Brewer was back, and he was getting help from Harry Howard. 30 seconds to play, third and two at the 37-yard line. They've got to get it close enough. They do not have a long, legitimate field goal kicker. Don Warner's the man that they've got a call on in field goal situation. Alan A. Train, Thompson comes into the backfield. Out of that lineup goes Claude Watts. Claude Watts has done a lot of work here tonight. He's a big one. He played in Canada also. A. Train has done a great job also. So it's Corcoran. Alan A. Train, Thompson. And now they've got a deuce backfield. Dropping back is Corcoran. There's a pass. It's up the middle. And deflect. And there's a down! Intercepted by Chicago at the 15-yard line. First down, Chicago with 23 seconds to go. And the man that intercepted that pass was Joe Womack. Womack, who's been all over the field. And Mike a must. Next week, we've got to have Joe Womack as our guest on
2: Fire Drill for sure. Absolutely. Joe Womack with three interceptions tonight. He was tied for the lead in the World Football League for interceptions with three. Six other players have three interceptions, but I have to say that he'll be number one next week with three tonight. I can't believe King Corcoran. What a fantastic football player. Do you know, he was not happy to work down that field and try a field goal. He wanted to go for the win. He wanted to go for that touchdown. He never threw and move that down for a field goal. He's
1: every bit as flamboyant as he says he is. He's a great one, a great competitor, tight formation. Carter just huddles and takes a snap and runs it into the line. He's just going to work that clock down. It's still rolling, and someone's got to take a timeout. Philadelphia's got no timeouts left. Chicago's just going to let that clock roll. They huddle up, and they line up in a very tight formation. Everybody in close to prevent any kind of a fumble. The clock's going to roll down. Five. Listen to the crowd. Counting it down. Chicago's going to win their fifth. There it is. Has beaten the Philadelphia Bell, and the final score, 32-29. And we'll be right back after this final word from Carling.
4: If you like a beer with flavor, mention my name, Mabel. Another black label, like another black label beer. America's
3: Carling Sports was pleased to have you with us for tonight's game. And whatever you're doing till next game, remember to ask for
0: Carling Black Label Beer. If you
4: like a beer with flavor, mention my name. Mabel, another black label
0: Morning black label, dear. Carling Brewing Company, Chicago A broadcast service of Plough Incorporated W-J-J-T. FM, Chicago
1: A beautiful game here at Soldier Field in Chicago tonight Final score, Chicago 32 and the Philadelphia Bell 29 And Mike Pyle, uh, 27,000 who were here tonight certainly didn't leave early. They're starting to file out now. They're still standing here, and they're they're awestruck because it's been a long time since you've seen this kind of offensive football in
2: Chicago. That's for sure. That's for sure, and an outstanding football game. I'll tell you, just great, And, and a lot of great sportsmen on that field. Those guys fought hard all night long tonight. Everybody out there, aggressive football. The Philadelphia Bell, there were several... Fights that started, uh, players just playing aggressively, and yet when that game ended, Benny Johnson, the fellow that had been after James Scott all night, he came immediately over to that fire bench, and I think he congratulated every member of that team. I like to see something like that because these guys are football players. Out on the field, they just as soon uh, kill each other, but when the game's over, shake hands. Nice game, fellas. Keep up the good work. And tonight, the stars of this game... Unbelievable, Mark Keller, a running game tonight. The Chicago Fire, Mark Keller, well over a hundred yards. Cyril Pinder, I think it's the first game uh, in in six that he's played a whole game, well over a hundred yards again. Ron Porter, the outstanding defensive star, and that easily could have gone to Joe Womack, but the tone of the game changed two or three times. Fortunately, it was in the Fire's favor at the end of the game. And Eddie, will talk more about it in our in our post game show, hook and ladder. But it was just terrific.
1: We'll have all the facts and figures, more information, and a thrilling wrap-up of this great, great game that we've seen here tonight. A game that has left the Chicago Fire, five wins and a loss, and really breathing hard in the footsteps of the Birmingham team in the Central Division of this tremendous World Football League uh, race so far this year. This broadcast authorized on the broadcast rights issued by the Chicago Fire team to WJJDFM Chicago. Any rebroadcast without the express written consent of the fire or WJJD-FM is strictly prohibited. We want to remind you again that Hook and ladder's around the corner. Stay tuned, coming up on WJJD-FM Chicago. There's a new demon
4: town, a great demon town. There's nothing in the world that's going to down. And to keep the fans on.
0: Field, the World Football League Chicago Fire versus the Philadelphia Bell. Brought to you by Carling Sports. Just say Mabel, another black label. America's lusty, lively beer. And by Ed Panning Chevrolet. Just three blocks from the East West Tollway at 1252
4: North Lake Street in Aurora. This is old in the car. It's the land in the city. And the, the hotline in the old. It's a team that wants to win it with a burning desire. So let's hear it, let's hear it, for them can come no fire. Brian's showing up. Brian, when you're human. Brian, when you're dry. Brian, when you're freezing. Brian, when you're dry. Friend, comfort all you ride.
5: Ladder, post-game analysis and interviews, brought to you by Grove Camping Headquarters, the largest camping service and sales center in Illinois, on U.S. Route 20, just west of Route 59, five miles east of Elgin.
1: Hello once again, football fans, and we certainly hope by now, Chicago Fire football fans, because they've done it again. Another thrilling performance coming from behind, with a minute and 34 seconds to go in this football game, I defeated a very strong Philadelphia Bell team, and i must a team that I think was going to be that impressive on the basis of what I saw about three weeks ago on a national television. I was looking for something completely different, but they showed me something here tonight, and the guy that showed me the most was one fellow by the name of King Corcoran, who has really got a lot of flair, fire, and flash, and a guy that football fans all over America would love to see play the game. Here's the way the scoring in the ballgame went. Philadelphia dented first. They went over from the six-yard line on a Claude Watts six-yard run with 12.07 on the first quarter remaining. It was Philadelphia 7, Chicago nothing. Alan A. Train Thompson on the play-action run was good, and at that time, 12.07 in on the quarter, they led 8 to nothing. Then after Chicago had a drive that sputtered, Chuck Ramsey booted one, a 26-yard field goal to make it eight to three, and that was with 4:17 remaining in the first quarter. It ended that way before the fire could uh, really catch on and go in there for the big numbers, seven points, with the 8:34 remaining in the second quarter. Cyril Pinder, who was absolutely sensational tonight, caught a six-yard pass, the first of two touchdown passes by Virgil Carter, and made the score 10 to eight. Carter runs for the action point and with 834 Chicago had an 11-8 lead. Then Chicago coming back and adding on to that score on a Mark Keller run, 1 yard, the action pass failed and with 356 to play in the first half Chicago enjoyed an 18-8 lead. But it wasn't over because Philadelphia was yet to come back and go in again. This time, A-Train Thompson with the action point earlier. A two-yard pass from Corcoran. Action point failed. And with 12 seconds remaining in the half, the score a pretty nip and tuck, 18-15. to 18-15 to in the third quarter. And at that point, a 34-yard attempt by Warner on a field goal for Philadelphia was blocked. Was 10 to go, and so Chicago taking over. They moved the ball. They gave it up. They moved the ball again. And later on in the quarter, with uh, no time remaining at the very end of the third quarter, Cyril Pinder plunged one yard. Action point failing, and Chicago went ahead by 10, 25 to 15. Then in the fourth quarter, things really got interesting because early in the fourth quarter, the specialty teams in, uh, a very interesting thing happened. Barry Ruffner, who had gone to the ball game, who had been a starting defensive strong safety and was dethroned, so to speak, tonight by Walter Rohn, got in there as part of the specialty teams. He was standing back deep in his own territory on just about the 20, 15-yard line, somewhere around there. We had it marked down and lost it in all the excitement. He let a kick get too close to him. The specialty team covering the ball hit the ground, bounced up, hit Ruffner, and, of course, uh, was not considered what you might call a, um, a fumble it was called a, a, a muff because he did not have complete control of the ball and so it was ruled a muff which means you cannot advance the ball it went over to the philadelphia team at that point and they drove down close to the goal line and at 12:27 27 the fourth quarter remaining king corkman snuck it in to pull philadelphia back to within three 25 22. that was not good enough because right then Philadelphia smelled the fact that they could get down, and they came right back again, and with eight thirteen to play in the ball game, Corcoran on a 45-yard strike to Claude Watts swinging out of the backfield and down the sideline went in for the score and Philadelphia went ahead 29-25 the action point failed and things were not looking good believe me because Chicago a short while later had a big third down situation they could not convert on they had to turn the ball back over to Philadelphia and after Philadelphia made a big fourth down and one situation to keep the ball alive they failed a little bit later on a third down play Chicago took over And uh, after Philadelphia kicked the ball, it took over from the 20-yard line and drove 80 yards in less than a minute. And with a minute and 34 remaining in the game, Virgil Carter hit Jack Dalba with an 11-yard touchdown pass. The action point failed, but at that point, things were looking pretty good. The Philadelphia Bell could not come down uh, to get within field goal range to tie. King Corcoran standing deep, uh, fired the bombs to try and put his team back on top, but he could not get it done. And Chicago won this game as Philadelphia on the last play uh, that they had possession of the ball through an interception. An interception by Joe Womack. Virgil Carter took his team to the line. They took the ball into the line and just sat on it for about 20 seconds. And time expired, and Chicago won their fifth game of the year. Most exciting, another thriller right down to the wire. And we'll have more details. Mike and I will talk about it. We'll do it all right after this from Grow Campers. <laughs>
5: You can save hundreds of dollars on a camper, travel trailer, or motorhome at Grow Camping Headquarters on US 20, just west of Route 59, five miles east of Elgin. They're the largest camping center in sales and in service in Illinois. Grow Camping Headquarters covers four and a half acres and 13,000 square feet of floor space, with everything from tents to motorhomes. Grow is big. And so are grow's brand names. Scamper, Concord, Rockwood, Rose International, Carriage, Prowler, Cavalcade, the all-new Chevron, and many, many more. And grow offers you the most complete camping accessory center in Illinois. So for all your camping needs, bring all the family, save all the dollars, at Groh Camping Headquarters, U.S. Route 20, just west of Route 59, five miles east of Elgin. Visit Groh Camping this weekend for sure.
1: Mike, three things stand out in my mind as far as the fire is concerned. One, and of course the thing that looked like the most important was that Uh, that muff by Ruffner uh, under pressure, and of course, uh, those are things that'll happen that turned into a seven pointer for Philadelphia. The other thing was the fact that Virgil Carter did not have what might be considered one of his best nights. In fact, uh, he was minus yardage in the third quarter before he turned it around and finally got up on the plus side, 11 for 19, with a couple of touchdowns and a total of 67 yards. But most important of all was the running performances tonight when Carter couldn't go to the air. He picked on his two ace running backs, and boy, do they do a job. Mark Keller had 23 carries, 112 yards, a couple of touchdowns for Cyril Pinder, 18 carries and 151 yards, and of all the things we've talked about, those are the ones that really impressed me the most. Cyril Pinder and Mark Keller, uh, probably in that order. They were just sensational tonight.
2: Well, it looked like when uh, Ruffner muffed that, that punt and they went in for a touchdown, what happened last week could have happened again tonight, because that changed the tone of the game. We said it. Uh, the fire really was dominating. Oh, even though the score was close because it's two even teams, they were dominating the game. They were able to hold Philadelphia. They were able to move the ball. But after that muff, the the tone of the game changed. The fire couldn't move the ball, and Corcoran started moving the ball. It looked like it had turned around. But And, and what you're talking about, Virgil Carter not having a very good game, well, I, I think that brings up a very interesting point, and that is, Both quarterbacks, King Corcoran and Verge Carter, called outstanding games.